internet. Hello, howdy, everybody. Hey, hey, Gerbil the Druid's at Dragon Meat, sweet. A bunch of our UK listeners are going to be actually at Dragon Meat, which is awesome. Uh, and I'm jealous because uh, Dragon Meat is like their big ass um, con out there. Nice. Uh, oh, sweet. Raz Fox is dropping some fun facts. Hell fun yeah. fact about sacred time. Uh, the Orlanthi traditions about the triumph of life over death is expected that the renewal of the world go well. The lunar paradigm, hold on, she just clicked me now. Lunar paradigm uh, has to argue that death and life are equally relevant outcomes, so the entire empire is very nervous and pious during sacred time. That's correct. So usually, like with the Orlanthi one, it's like, hey, the good side wins, guys, life comes back. But there are times within the lunar sacred time celebrations where everyone's like, well, fuck, chaos won, and it's just going to be a shitty year. Yo, fucking yeah. Gerbo, thank you for those hundred biddies, my dude. What? Yeah, thank you, dude. Big Sweet. love. Also, yeah, Troy. Uh, yeah, Troy. Doc yeah. Boyd's compliment your haircut. Troy, Troy is oh, uh, Gary Oldman in um, the Fifth Element. That's his new look. No, he doesn't have Troy. the mustache. He'll grow mustache. He's a man of many faces. He has a man of many hair. I see it. The hair is very similar. Yeah, we need to get some blue woman to sing an impossible operetta now. Oh, okay. Uh, Fun fact that I was watching this thing about like the making of the fifth element and that singing like that the alien diva does was actually it's like humanly impossible. But the person that they filmed was like a real um, she was a real opera singer and her marriage fell apart because of the filming of that scene because it was like so stressful and everything. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she met someone else there that she got with. So whatever. Obviously, it wasn't But it was like someone was like, I'm here for you at the right time. So uh little um some facts. Many people are sharing their Spotify raps at the end of the year. Uh we have some wrapped information as well. Uh I'm gonna be Ruby Rod Ray and stuff. So, uh, some crazy, crazy facts, actually, uh, our biggest countries to let people listen to U S UK, Sweden, Canada, and Australia. So that's minus Wyoming. Hey, Sweden, Uh, Vason's coming up for you. (laughs) Yes. Vason is next. Uh, I am going to just go out on a limb and say Canada number four. I'm still not sorry. Come at me. In the name uh, of universal healthcare. Yeah. Yeah, I was never actually very rude to Canada. Uh, 92% of the people <laughs> who listened to us started listening to us this year. So that's wild. Uh, if you've been with us since last year and before, uh, thank you. We love you. If you joined us You're this year. You're in the OG 8% friends. We still love you. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, what else was there? There's another cool thing. Uh, 538% growth this year in people listening to our podcasts. And we are 19 people people's number one podcast so thank you to those 19 people yeah it was like whoever you are 19 like 19 number one who don't know us That's, we're their number one yeah podcast. Yes, I, say, I know these are not all of our friends i don't have 19 right now you can see them and like, i have like maybe three more so it was like 77 it was like 77 or 100 and something in the top 10 Mm-hmm, which is also mm-hmm. still very impressive. Yeah, like that's insane. So what you're and saying like, is we're insane. growers, like, not almost, showers. Almost a hundred people really like us. That's crazy. That's awesome. We have tens of fans. Tens, <laughs> tens of fans. <laughs> Those are the best fans. They are. They are the only fans. 
Oh, no. I was going to say, uh, Gerbo, oh, wait, hold on. Gerbo dropped some bad news here. What happened? Uh, I wasn't safe through last time. I was super tired. Helping my mom and stuff. Oh, the death of your brother, bro. I'm so sorry to see that, Gerbo. That's awful. Our condolences. Yeah, our loving condolences. That's that's tough. Yeah, that's real tough, man. That's tough. That sucks. Uh, that's a bad note. Someone tell a joke. I just told a bunch, man. I'm all joked out. Let's let's just move on to the next thing. Yes. Why don't we just why don't we just move on to the game? Uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, Troy is busy saving people's lives, so he might actually have to leave to do that, or possibly go to a space station and plot to take over the Earth as well uh, and fight Bruce Willis. He might have and, to help and, someone remove a mattress from their house. <laughs> <sighs> Please no. Was that like a literal <laughs> call? Was that seriously? Is that yeah, dude. That? Yeah, wow. And they did. They removed the mattress. Fucking Iowa. With that's, the that's mattress guy standing there watching us. They're just like, wow. Oh, because yeah, it was one of those things. 911, what's your emergency? The delivery people. I need my bed. Like, oh, we don't review. We don't remove stuff. Is that what happened? Fuckers. No, the guy was like, well, I'm just one guy. I can't get it by myself. And I'm like. This is not what. <laughs> don't ever do this again. <laughs> like, I'm going to help you, but never do this again. <laughs> wow. Oh my God! I've had so I, um, I've had like recovery is good. Like, by the way, yeah, awesome, recovery yeah. is going very well. I'm back to full duty. Um, I'm back to moving weights, lifting stuff, putting stuff down, picking stuff up, putting stuff down. It's going well. So like mattresses, including mattresses. Yeah, like mattresses. That was like pre-op. When he moves his second mattress on a fire call, we will know he's back at it 100. <laughs> percent awesome i found out a very piece a very interesting piece of trivia today by the way yeah go go so we started this program at the fire station last month where we uh basically open invitation to all the retired members of the fire station to come in have some coffee we buy like donuts or bagels or whatever and they just kind of hang out and like you know have that community again um so one of the guys that came in he he worked on the department for 30 plus years and I didn't know this, but Rocky Marciano, who is like one of the most famous boxers of all time, he died in a plane crash and his plane crashed in Newton, Iowa. And we responded to that plane crash. And one of the guys that was retired from the department was on that call. That's insane. That is some can crazy I, Can I ask shit. a really dumb question? So like, yeah. that American Pie song is about like, Ricky Valens, I think, or someone who died like a rock. That wasn't the same plane crash, right? That was a separate. No, that is another very prolific plane crash. But I think if I'm thinking of the right guy, I think Rocky Marciano was like undefeated and held the best record in boxing of all time up until Floyd Mayweather Jr. recently broke it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's insane to think he died of a plane crash. Too. It's like in fucking Newton, Iowa, boys. Yeah. The well, department I, mean, I work at. It's a flyover state. So sometimes they don't make it all the way. Right. Like, oh, there's the joke. Crash. Perfect. Something to lift our spirits. Plane crashes. Thanks, Christian. Dark humor. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> you, can always, you can always count on me for that. Uh, <laughs> is it just on my end or does Christian sound a little quiet? This volume is a little lower than it is. It's clear, but it is a little lower. What if I get like super close? I can't actually. I think it is a little better. Okay. I'll do my best to stay close to it, but it does feel like 
it's weird yeah, having it like right in my face. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of uncomfortable, but I'll yeah. do my best. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get started. Um, who wants to recap? Hang on. We went into the temple. <laughs> that is what happened last episode. Yes. So we had uh, returned to the um, Dragon Newt Temple that we had originally found our Rainbow Worm friend at, whose name I shock. It's K's and A's and S's sounds. Shavashok. Shavashok. Yes. (laughs) Where we had originally found our Shavashok friend. Um, And we were leading none other than Lake of Blackspear, the Prince of Sartar, and her closest compatriots uh, to the temple in the hopes that Lake would go in and get uh, a piece of the dragon. And I don't think she told us about the map. (laughs) Um, She was unable to enter the temple. And after a pep talk from one of her compatriots where, you know, like we are young people, so we are not burdened by the desires and ambitions and weights of the world yet. (laughs) And therefore, we should be able to enter this temple and do this thing that the adults cannot, um, which was very unhelpful. But we did enter the temple after that. Um, And we proceeded to walk down a hall completely littered with dragon porn. (laughs) (laughs) Distinctly remember the dragon porn mosaics. Um, But it was clear that it was a very old temple. We were able to pass the sealed doors that kept us out before. Um, It was apparently the time for them to open now. Um, So we got through those. Uh, It was some sort of on the thing. Yeah, it was some sort of like hybrid temple slash cloister monastery thing there were the remains of old 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 fucking priests scattered throughout here and there um but our dragon friend led us through the temple ish did not talk too much about the dragon porn <laughs> but we did eventually get to a sort of gate portal mirror way thing uh and when we tried to go through it um we were told that we would have to like set aside some of like our earthly desires or ambitions in order to prove ourselves worthy, like an unburden ourselves to cross through the threshold. And each of us were tested in a personal way about a fear or desire or hatred or something that we hold close to ourselves. And uh, everybody passed that except for Kymrie and Arisa, <laughs> who were unable to let go of their various passions um, during the test and therefore had some alone time on the other side. PG alone time, I'm sure. (laughs) But nevertheless, (laughs) they were left alone in the silence and awkwardness while all of their friends were shunted through this portal to continue the quest. Um, On the other side- they have no magic. They're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of the portal, that's basically what we were like. We were like, where's Cam Reese and Arisa? And then we're like, fuck. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to do this. I swing a sword sometimes. Those are my skills. (laughs) Um, so we're like, man, we're going to have to touch the shiny magic thing without the people who touch the shiny magic things. Um, and luckily for us in the room, there were, I believe, only two things on pedestals. Uh, one was a scroll that everyone kept calling a book. <laughs> yep. And on the other one was like this weird engraved canister thing. Um, after asking Shavashok about the weird engraved canister thing, he basically said, I wouldn't touch it if I were you. It's some kind of weapon. And the people last time who touched it destroyed themselves with it. And then Rue was like, what if we touch it and give it to the Lunars? And he was just like, no. <laughs> it was very hard, but Rue did not touch the canister and left it behind. 
Um, I think it was uh, Bryn who took the scroll. Yep. Uh, and then we returned through the portal. Um, the way back was easier than the way through originally. Uh, reunited with our friends. Resisted the urge to go down the chamber full of poisonous gas, which as lifelong RPGers, you can imagine how difficult that was for each of us <laughs> to not do that. Um, and we returned to the outside to Leica and her awaiting compatriots, presented the scroll, um, and she then revealed that the scroll contained the locations of several other pieces of the dragon, uh, was talking all about her plans and stuff to use the dragon, and then the dragon was like, bam, bitch, don't talk about me like I'm not here. <laughs> Uh, and basically shut her down on that. And it was like, if I decide to help you after getting my body back, I will. And if not, tough luck. QQ, what are you going to do about it? Um, <laughs> and then he went back into his orb. Uh, so we all kind of had a moment where we digested that. Um, Lake was basically like, all right, thank you so much for the map and everything. The rest of us grownups will handle the rest of this. You kids can go back to your villages and pastoral lives. Uh, on our way back to our villages and pastoral lives, we were ambushed by a large detachment of lunars, like 30 of them. And we were like, oh, fuck, for like 30 seconds while some shit talking was happening. And then in come the reinforcements. It's Gordon Gar and all of the inner circle and Aranina and Lonson and all the murderers you love most. <laughs> uh, they showed up from behind. So it was like, we have you surrounded. And we're like, do you? We have you surrounded, actually. And with a great reversal of fortune, we slaughtered the shit out of the Lunars. Even the ones Rue was like, don't kill. We can question them. They really fucking killed them. They killed them hard and without hesitation, much to Rue's distress. <laughs> uh, we returned to the town after that slaughter. Um, kind of in mixed spirits, actually. It, it was very single-sided. Um, a few people were injured, but nothing serious. We no losses on our side. Um, but people were kind of in low spirits because this just seems to be foreshadowing the massive retaliation and destruction everybody at this point knows is coming. Um, back at the hall, in that kind of somber mixed spirit, Leica basically called Gordongar out and was like, hey, you should leave. <laughs> and Leica was right. But Gordongar grumbled and said something non-committal about doing that. Like a goddamn, I keep calling her like a, it's clear. God, there are yeah. two and they okay. don't like yeah, I was, each other. I, was, I wasn't like, I wasn't going to correct you to the end, but it's understandable. Like both really badass. It's women, clear so star brow, not like yeah. a black spear. Replace, yeah. find all and replace, please. Thank you. Mm -hmm. God, I confuse those two so much, which I'm sure they would love if they knew about. Yeah, they can't stand <laughs> each other. Yeah. <laughs> really like that. I confuse them. Right. Um, clear <laughs> um, was like, hey, you should leave. And Gordon Gar was like, non-committal about that and was being really proud and Gordon Gary about it. And then Rue was like, hey. It's an excellent verb. Kalir is right. <laughs> and Gordon Gar just kind of doubled down on the being proud and fighting. And meh, Listen, despite. violence is always an option, right? It's not always the best option. <laughs> but it's always an option. And then Gordon Gar basically the said that. Yes, option. but it is an option and I like it. <laughs> Um, we ate, we drank, um, and sort of dispersed to our various homes and lives to prepare for sacred time, knowing that, uh, sacred time is going to be sort of the brief calm before the storm. Apparently the lunars also celebrate sacred time and stuff. So people don't really fight or do war during that. So in theory, we should have a little break, but as soon as sacred time's kind of over and the roads open, you know, 
Everybody knows something real big and bad is coming. Ta-da. Really good job. <laughs> that was a really good job. All right. So, uh, so let's start there. Um, some time goes by. The storms of storm season begin to subside. Uh, there's not as much thunder and hail and rain anymore. The weather just becomes just kind of still. Uh, and it's neither cold nor warm. It, it just feels like for those of you who went deep, deep into your initiations and were at the end of the world, uh, and remember being there almost to face the devil, you remember that feeling of the air just being still and neither cold nor warm. It's just anticipating something. And that's what it feels like the world is doing. It feels like it's neither dead nor alive. Uh, but in the weeks, there are three weeks that lead up to the, uh, the sacred time. And for some of you, Discar and Rue, that's the great hunt, which is the biggest, baddest celebration uh, of, of the year for hunting gods. Uh, so I'm going to start with Das first, because uh, Baroth is like, hey, are you going <clears> to, <throat> you coming with me? Yeah, of course. And you go hunting. Uh, and not only is it important to get food for sacred time for the people, but it's also a how the hunt goes is seen as an omen for the coming year. So it's like the deer want, is covered in yeah, tumors yeah. and also has a fucking vestigial <laughs> limb hanging off of it. <laughs> Which you couldn't see because you had an entire beehive on your head. <laughs> So, uh, all right, I mean, we'll just abstract. Piece. We'll abstract this as much as possible, Des. But give me a um. So let's call it just a track roll. All right, let's see how you do. <clears throat> Gerbo, Gerbo, do not worry. Uh, we have a lot of re rolls. Y'all have been excruciatingly generous to us. Uh, I, I have track. There are a number of re rolls all around that are still banked. I want to save them. For next session. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I'm, well, what is I'm the just world say that I'm absolutely wearing the Crimson Bat t-shirt for next session. <laughs> oh boy. I got a 37 out of 82. Hey! So I'll wear my brown pants next session. So, so you're talking, so you're you're stalking a deer. Uh not a ghost deer because those are sacred, but a deer, uh, and it goes well. But why don't you tell tell us how it goes? Tell us tell us what happens, and um, I'll jump in with appropriate omens, perhaps. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's see. I'll start with an omen. Uh, you find the track of this deer. And you begin on it, and you begin following it, but it leads you very, very, very far, much farther than you're used to going to have to track a deer. It takes you an exceptionally long time to get to get a good shot on it. And you, when you do finally, and you do bring it down, you find that you're very, very far outside of, of the Tula, the clan lands. Mm. That is... <clears throat> that is not great... But a, a hunt is a hunt. Yeah. So you dispatch it with the, with the peaceful cut, and uh, you. It is not 
it's a good you know, listen. Like anything that you you take your meat, you have good meat. This is a little bit of a scrawny deer. It looks like it has been having a harder time of finding food and like you know bulking up for the winter. So you, well, or I, actually, I'm sorry, winter's ending. It must have had a hard time over the winter, hmm. uh, you know, and and lost a lot of weight. So it's a scrawnier deer. It's lean, very lean. Hmm. So I'll say that the. As you had said, the the hunt did take us outside the uh, the clan lands. It took us quite a bit longer than we uh, had anticipated, and the quality isn't or yeah, the quality I guess of the of the the meat isn't super great because it like uh, like us has been having a hard time throughout this winter. But nonetheless, we were able to track it, uh, got a clean shot, and uh, managed to uh, take care of it peacefully in our uh, hunt and uh, dress it and uh, take what we need back. Sounds good. I love how grumbly in a few words Baroth and Discar both are when they're together. They're like, you coming? Yeah. And that's like all they say <laughs> during the most sacred hunt of the year. <laughs> Just two bears who are men for a little while. Yep. Must there be more words? So you have a... Uh, Baroth is a little bit like, hmm. Yeah, mine was a little lean too. But... uh if we got to hunt more to feed the people we will yep and that should be or that will hopefully not be a problem yeah i hope not too and you just kind of like throw your meat over your shoulders and walk back yeah i know i knew troy i know troy the minute i said that i knew that that was coming <laughs> oh my god it's been a long time since we've had a big dick to scar joke there it is yeah 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 just back from the past like welcome. a rising specter i said <laughs> the joke without any words i simply winked <laughs> i just knew i just knew it was coming rue and particularly for you you find that uh, a wild day is approaching and you feel you always start to feel like an anxiousness as it comes like something that's a wildness that's taking over. Uh, but this it's particularly strong this year. Uh, and you've learned from some of your time kind of just talking to uh, seize the wind and walks in the dark that this is, this is Telmore's most holy day of the year that's coming up. Uh, this is, this is a very big hunt. The pack goes hunting. Uh, it's very common uh, for individuals to have visions of their own during the hunt that not only show their places in, in the pack, but also, you know, give them some glimpses into the years, the year to come or something like that. Uh, and also give some omens to things. Um, and as that night arrives, is there anything you want to do beforehand to talk to anyone beforehand or anything like that? Uh, Rue is going to ask all of his friends here, uh, each of you, if you would meet him at his house at, um, maybe like an hour or two after dawn the next morning. Um, there's a important Telmori ritual and he would like you to be there if you want to come. 
yeah, Arissa is floored that she would be invited to this because it's a Telmore thing. But as soon after she processes that, she, of of course, if there's anything I can do to help, let me know. Okay, just come as yourself. I can do that. Aw, he's so happy. <laughs> All right, so uh, after inviting everybody um, to be there, like maybe two hours after dawn the next morning, he will go out with Syl and begin this uh, big sacred hunt. And Syl, Syl herself has been very like, you know, you know when you see like animals, like, like I'm thinking of like when you see like tigers or wolves in, in the zoos and they're just like pacing and pacing and pacing because they're very wound up about big something. Energy. It's always, it's sad to see, but they have that big energy. She's had that energy too. The same thing that you have. She's just been pacing around Betty and around. sniffing the wind. And yeah. And you just, you feel even, even in your human self with your, your non, your senses are a little better than everyone else's as far as like sense of smell, sense of hearing, but it even feels more heightened now. Like you can you can smell something on the wind. You there's a sense of excitement coming to you. So you and still head out into the woods. And as you get into the woods, you find walks in the dark and sees the wind waiting for you. Kind of just like leaning on a tree, using a bone to pick her teeth. He just kind of just laughs a little to himself and he'll head over to them. You ready? Yeah. That. You won't be surprised out there. It's different for everyone sometimes. They're, well, you might see things. I won't blink. It's good. You won't miss it. Head deeper into the woods. And as you do, and, and the moon uh, fully turns on you, and then the sun goes down, you shift. But typically, Rue, you only have. Like at best so far, you've had like some scattered memories of these times when you've shifted and kind of like almost like a dream that you had, but you remembered very well. And at best, maybe just a feeling of like a lucid dream where you were conscious of what was going on, but you were still like observing it as yourself, but within like another body, basically this wolf self of yourself. But this time you're, you're fully present. You're fully present for this. Uh, and so you you shift and you run next to, now it's a party of four wolves running through the woods and you join a big pack and there's howling in the distances and you join this pack and you recognize some of them because one of the wolves just has still in his wolf form a huge necklace of teeth. And so you recognize the wolf forms of some of these other Telmori that you know, uh, but you all set off on a hunt and you're heading through the woods. And you know, it's just like the great hunt. It's very important that you bring something down tonight because it is an omen for how the next year is going to be. And it's very important for that because Telmore is a hunter. And as you're hunting through the woods, the woods become very foggy. It's a high mountain pass and it's those, those tall, tall pine trees. And it's so quiet in between them. And you're used to running between them, but all of a sudden they become very deep and foggy and you, you become separated. You and so you realize you're lost in the house. You can hear them still, but the way, you know, how fog where it's like, you can hear something, but you're not sure if it's close or far away. And the sound seems to echo through these forests. And you're just, you realize all of a sudden that the two of you are alone and the woods suddenly become just like deathly, deathly still. Like the stillness when the absolute 
apex predator is there and nature is just holding its breath, hoping that it passes. And you just, you know, you guys kind of circle and you're looking around and you see it emerge from the woods. It's just a giant, giant wolf. And it is black and gray fur. And on its fur in it, you see these strange, strange spirals. All right. And you realize its eyes glow a yellow. And there are wisps behind it that look like other wolves, but they seem they seem almost to be made out of smoke. And they're attached somehow to this wolf. Uh, and you see a red wolf and a black wolf and a white wolf. And hold on, a gray wolf and a silver wolf. You see six. You don't see the seventh. Nobody's ever seen the seventh tail of the seven-tailed wolf. But this is the this is the whiter spirit of the mountain Telmori. The seven-tailed wolf, the son of Telmore and Mika himself. Oh shit. Uh Rue pauses for like just a breath and goes completely still like everything else here. And then he will breathe and walk again and move on purpose because he is not prey. <laughs> and the wolf, the seven-tailed wolf just like pads up to you with massive, massive shoulders and uh stops before you. And you see this, its tongue kind of like hanging out, you know, wolf's kind of, and it's this long red tongue and you see its teeth, is white, white teeth, just shining, shining white teeth. So, so white, so, so sharp. And it looks and it sniffs you. And there's that sniff of recognition that you're one of the pack, or you could be one of the pack, but you're being tested here. And the smoke wolves just kind of, they're just hanging back, circling you. And then you hear a snap. You look, and it's a doe, and the doe is off and running. And you know what you have to do. Okay, I have to catch it. You I did send you a direct message. By the way. I will look because I'm not in there. Hold on a minute. Let me just pop in there. Okay. It is an elk doe or a female elk. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I have planned out a thing. Thank you for that message. Yes, it is an elk, uh, a female elk, and she's running and she's scared. And uh, and you're just you're running after her and you're on her. And as you're running, Rue, you're just thinking of those teeth and how sharp those teeth are and how those teeth bring death. And you can hear the hoofs clomping in, 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 the, in the pine before you and you're running. Tell me how you take the wolf down, Amber. You're always great at this. Tell me how the wolf takes the elk down, rather. Rue goes into the place where there is nothing but himself and the target. And he lets himself just flow over the land. Roots, trees, rocks, brush, just all of it. Not even thinking about it, moving around it, moving over it, traversing the obstacles, not giving himself even a second to think too much. It's all wolf. It's all just doing what your body was made to do, what you were born to do, what is in your blood. Um, he hones in on that like it's the only thing in the world and runs harder than he's ever run before. This is not 
an ambush. It is not how wolves usually hunt, picking off the weaker prey, isolating an easy target, catching something slow, using stealth. This is a contest between an incredibly fit prey and the fit predator to see which one will win. It is a very fair fight. Um, but he's just he just gives it his all. He is going to outrun it. And you or do, not uh, you, 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 <laughs> on strength alone. It feels like a long, long chase, but you're you're gaining ground and you're gaining ground, and the elk is getting it's starting to panic and it's getting tired, and you're pushing on. And so finally you're you're on it, and you can take out those hamstrings if you need to to bring yep. it down. Swift, hard bite to the back of the leg. And you bring it down and you pounce on it and you get the, your teeth. But for a moment, as you get your teeth into the throat, you feel it as those white, white teeth that the seven-tailed wolf had, the, the sharpest teeth of Telmore. You sink those teeth into its neck and you puncture an artery and you can feel the blood just gush into your mouth. And it just fills you with life. This animal's death is the life of the pack. And that's the cycle. Some things die that others might live. And there's no dishonor in that. It's just like Telmore told you, you don't weep for things that die fulfilling their destiny. But as you feel those teeth sink in, you just think with those teeth, you can provide for your pack. You can defend your pack. You can conquer things that want to destroy your pack with those teeth. And you feel the elk let out its last breaths beneath you, and you just howl. You let your pack know that you're successful, and you hear a tremendous, deep howl that's almost then echoed seven more times, very, very close behind you. You look up top of a small hill right at the edge of, of where some trees are, and you see the seven-tailed wolf looking down on you, provenly this time. deep breath <laughs> he is wired shaky wolf right here all adrenaline <laughs> but, um, when the mists and vision and whatnot clear he will find his sister again she was with you uh she 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 yeah. kept, she kept a very good pace with you she managed to actually take out the other hamstring but it was you who did the killing bite uh, but you have a kill all right uh, <laughs> so Ruin still will eat, start eating a little bit of it, <laughs> but most of the hard work happens after dawn when Ru returns to. And I will say that walks in the dark and sees the wind show up as well as uh shadow. And I can't think of the other one's name. You have like two wolf friends in there friends. You share a little nice little wolf meal from them. Give a little snack, but the bulk of the elk remains nope. <laughs> for dawn. Um, when Rue returns to his two-legged form, uh, takes 10, 15 minutes to find the nearest hidden stash of clothes and tools <laughs> in the woods. Um, and then he uh, comes back and hoists the elk up over his shoulders. She's quite heavy um, and bloody, and it is a mess, and it's visceral, and it's steaming in the cold, and he trudges back through the early, early dawn dark forest toward his house where he told 
has asked his friends to meet him. Everyone Gets else. there a what, little before them. Gave them a two-hour window. Yeah. What have you been doing? <laughs> well, well, you're going to get this this meat ready, right? And he he starts yeah. to sort of yeah. uh, half field dress the uh, the elk. Get her open. Start removing some things. Start start on the hide. Um, working just very determinedly, very focused. He gave himself a small window. He's kicking himself a little bit for the smallness of the window, <laughs> um, but working as fast as he can. So when you guys arrive, uh, Rue is out. Um, he's given himself a little distance from his actual like yard and stuff area. This is messy work, um, away from the horse who is his nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you see him out there working on field dressing, um, like a cow elk carcass, uh, it's blood everywhere. He's got quite a lot of it on him. Uh, he's wearing very light clothes for the season. He found kind of like a more fall stash there, but doesn't seem to be bothered by the cold. Um, at this time, but he sees you all approaching um, and he sort of smiles and looks a little embarrassed, <laughs> but uh, he basically just kind of uh, waves you over and he looks at Syl because everything he knows about this, he learned from her. Syl's uh, still a little bloody, uh, especially like around the face and the ear area, but um, very proud of you. Um, thank you guys for coming. Um, it's a so this is one of the most important rituals that Telbori have. Um, it's on the most sacred night, uh, the morning of the most after the most sacred night in this case, but I'm sure Telmor won't mind. Um, normally the pack hunts together, but I think this will do. But um, basically this hunt is for the pack. It's to show you all that you are parts of a whole, each one of you vital. And, um, well, you guys are my pack. So uh, it, it goes like this. Um, he sort of bends down to the elk and opens her mouth up. He gets a, a knife out and reaches into her jaw and starts scraping around in the jaw for a minute and he removes her ivories. Um, fun fact, elk have little um, kind of like vestigial tusks. Two of their molars are actually tusks and they are ivory uh, back in their jaws. Not a lot Second of time we're talking about vestigial things. Vestigial screen. things. This is a vestigial <laughs> night. Um, and he turns to face you all holding these bloodied ivories in his hand. And he says, Kymri's two eyes. Uh, to you, I give the ivories. You have been hard to see. Hidden but I see you now. Your intuition and insight always seek the hidden truths of the world, the hidden powers, the hidden bonds. And you have this perspective and this insight that strip away the outside of things and reveal what matters most underneath. You've shown me so many beautiful and rare things and honest things since our initiation brought us together. And you have so much more to share. Our world is bigger with you in it. And he hands you the elk ivories. I go, as you hand them to me, I go up to you and I know you're quite a bit taller than me, but I kind of reach up my hand to, like behind your, behind your neck, behind your head. And I just pull your head like and touch your forehead against mine. And I just kind of like embrace you and take the ivories from your hand. He gives you a warm hug back, letting his forehead rest yours a moment. Arissa, 
Um, he walks back over to the elk corpse and he laughs a little and he's like, I know this is a little um, sort of outside of your brand. Uh, you don't have to eat any of it. <laughs> um, but he removes a pile of um, like the tendons and the sinew um, and he gathers it up and he hands it out to you uh, looking a little apologetic. Uh, but he says, I've seen you put yourself apart all of your life. I've watched you stand at the edges of festivals and sit on the shores of swimming holes. I've watched you smile tightly when you were hurting and hug your arms to your chest. But Arissa, white lady of Shanalurai, you hold this pack together. When ugly things like revenge and fear and anger pull us in different directions, you're always there to bring us back together by being kind. You take the time to be still and to be quiet and to be gentle. And you are always there for each of us just below the skin. And he hands you the, the tendons. Uh she takes it with no question uh as it is even though it's one of the stranger things she's been handed uh but she does not care um she steps forward and, and pulls him into a close hug he hugs her back a little bit bloody a little bit messy they're but... both a little bloody at this point it's fine she's holding <laughs> tendons and she kind of can be used in crafting purposes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she 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 says these will be used to continue to form even new life. Thank you. And she'll wrap them up nicely and put them in her bag. Descara. Um he turns over and he lifts the kind of still raw, still steaming hide that he's rolled on the ground. And he turns to you. When I first met you in the Great Hall when we were five years old, and I was just starting to realize I was different and that other children didn't have fur on their stomachs or yellow eyes. You came over to the corner I'd put myself in, past the kids who were staring, and you started talking to me. And you told me about a hollow tree you'd found by the riverbank. And when I asked you, aren't you afraid of me? You looked almost puzzled. And you said, of course not, that we were friends. And I... Don't even need to ask to know that's just about how it went with everyone here. You've been protecting me ever since. To you, I give the hide. You never hesitate to put yourself between your loved ones in threats. You never hesitate to take the hit for someone who can't. You are the brother that I never had, and you are the protector of this pack. And he hands you the hide. I think Des is just going to start to cry. Thank God. He hugs you and just kind of rests his face against your shoulder to hide the fact that he's crying a little too, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Des will uh, give you a hug back. And it has been an honor to be your friend for so long and share what we have uh, come to do. He puts his hand to the back of your neck a moment and rests his forehead to yours and says, I love you, brother. I love you too, brother. He turns back to the elk body again, and he removes the liver. And he turns to you, Bryn. The first time I saw courage outside of my home, it was you who showed it to me. You were the smallest kid in the veil, but you always jumped from the highest cliffs, even if you screamed all the way down. You weren't always the first to the top of the trees, but you were always the first to start climbing. You've never... You've never done anything in your life halfway, got knocked down the most and stood up the fastest. 
You were eight years old when you picked up the axe and you never put it down. And everyone here watched you do it. I watched you do it. And I am watching you still in all of your courage as if I were eight years old. And he hands you the still warm liver. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I love it. He just smiles, then he pulls her in for a hug. Oh, yeah, she definitely hugs him. Rests his forehead to the top of her head because she's so short. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And finally, he turns back to the last uh, pile and lifts up the heart and a few pieces of bone. And he turns to Quicksilver. With my sister, I share the heart and bones because at our core, we are one. My life changed when I met you. When I found you, I found myself. And he kneels down to present her with it. You had big crying, like ears kind of like go sideways and the tail wags, but like the low wag, you know, like middle wag and like big crying, like wolf eyes. And you get a total boop and like a cold nose somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And then he just sort of takes a deep breath, kind of looks at the mess and then looks out over the veil at the rising sun um, and looks back to you all. You are my pack and I am incomplete without you. And I need your help. There's something that I have to do that I can't do without you. <sighs> I wish this could wait. I wish it could wait forever. Would you, um, would you come inside with me? He sort of kind of just wipes his hands on his shirt. We'll deal with that later. Um, and heads to his house. He opens the door for them and uh, invites you all into his, his little lodge. It's kind of a one room situation, bed off to the corner, hearth, fire, table. Um, he's pulled the table out away from the wall uh, and arranged <laughs> the couple chairs he has. And then like, you know, a big old log, a stack of hides, <laughs> uh, improv improvisational seating arrangements. And uh, he just kind of gestures to the table for you all to sit and he walks up to it. Oh, no, it's all raw, y'all. <laughs> Jess is like, mine is cooked liver. It's all raw. Baby. I was like, mine is a cooked liver. No, it's raw. Am I am I supposed to eat this? What? Yeah, you I, are actually. Yeah, yeah. Liver King actually comes barreling out of the woods and tells you he's not on peds and eats it in front of you. <laughs> Don't sully this wholesome moment with Fuck. fucking Liver King. Fuck that guy. All right. Um, on the on the table is a hide uh, that has been cured. It's facing the skin side up, and there is drawings on it. Uh, it's a map. It's a map of the veil. Um, and it has some points marked on it. Uh, Rue kind of looks over it while you take your seats. Um, and he looks, uh, he was just crying before with you guys, just so happy and so moved. And he looks like stone serious now, grim. I, I think I know what we have to do for the veil. I've been, I've been thinking of this for, for months months ever since 
ever since they came to collect taxes on the cattle. Um, and I've done everything I can to find another way. And this is the only way that makes any sense. And um, I need you all to know that I'm not suggesting this because our home and our sacred places and the veil mean nothing. I'm suggesting it because it means everything. But he looks down at the map. This is the veil and this is the doe run. And up here is where we can put the dam. And over here is where the lunars will come to enter the veil. And that's where we put our fighting forces to draw them in. And when they get to here, we blow the dam. And there will be no homes for them to burn, no fields for them to salt, nothing but a floodplain full of dead lunars. I think Kymris is the first to react. And uh he kind of he kind of shifts abruptly when he realizes Rue is done talking. And he walks over to Rue and he's got one hand like on the map where the veil is. And then he turns and he stares at Rue like very intently for a moment. Those that you know, fire orange eye and that that icy blue eye. Just look. You can tell Rue they're looking for the thing that's underneath, the thing that's unseen, right? And he puts a hand on your shoulder and he offers you this this kind of coy smile. And he says, I told you we were going to need boats. He just pulls you in and hugs you again. It's a very different hug than the one before, but it has just as much heart. And you know, in that moment, that Kymries, he is right there with you. He understands that that's, in fact, he thinks that he foresaw something like that happening. So <laughs> this so fucking dragon off. better, this dragon better turn uh, into a straight up boat. I will jump in here for Kymries. Everybody would know this, but Kymries specifically would understand this, that the doe run isn't just a stream. The Doe Run is the wife of the Black Stag. It spirit. is a spirit. Uh, so you need to talk to the spirit and get an okay on this too. And probably with, you know, the people in the clan. But yeah, I, I was think Tyrese ask. would mention that as well later. Yeah. Not right yeah, now, you, but later. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, just, I'm you, just pointing out that you would know that for sure. You know, gotcha. like, yeah. That's why he, that's why I need, I need all of you. I need, um. what do we need to do? The first thing we need to do is convince everyone else. We'll have to move all of the children, all of the elderly, all of the families who are non-combatants. They'll all have to be moved out in small groups as soon as the road's clear, a little at a time, so people the, don't notice. The Rainbow Worm promised that he would help with that. That is the that is the one thing that I I said I need boats, and he said I will get those people to safety. I think he said he was promise. a boat, right? Didn't he say he what? was a boat? 
Didn't he say like I would the say boat? that he would. Yeah, he would be the boat that would get the people out of there. He fucking said that. He promised that shit. So uh, like, remember. <laughs> so it's at this point that Arissa reaches into her bag and just pulls out the orb and takes it out of its little scarf and just kind of places it down and just very quietly says, do you have any input, friend? A wind blows from outside and the very small hut almost shudders uh, at that wind and then something suddenly is snaking through the air above you. And it's it's big. It almost takes up your entire hut, Rue. Uh, it's it's Shavashak, and he kind of twists and coils. Always, almost, almost. Well, as he 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 kind of swims through the air when he does appear to you guys, and it always seems to be in a circle. And it almost as if like almost as if a serpent eating its own tail. He's almost kind of chasing his tail. It doesn't complete it necessarily, but there's always a circle of that, and he swims over you. Uh, and he says the plan is a wise one I will aid as I have promised thank you others may not listen at first but we will convince them yeah I think that's the big thing is Gordinger, Gordingar is set to stay. I know. How are we going to change his mind? We talk to his inner circle. There are members there that will listen to us. Lawson will listen to you. Rue, I know Aranina, you and Aranita will my listen. My mom. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then he'll have no choice. Gordingar and- is not one leader. And this plan. It's not not us. It's it's the other way. It's an open battlefield and a trick. It's playing dead in the underworld and biding your time. It's destroying everything so it can be born again. Our ancestors had to leave this veil once for their safety. When the uh, oh shit, it's a society of worms. Empire, When the empire of worlds friend, words, worms friends took over. This is just a different threat. We can leave, and we can come back stronger, like they did. Rue is looking a little more hardened by. <laughs> just being here for it. He looks at you, Descara. Descara just has been kind of nodding his head. He he's always he could he never could quite always grasp what your plans are but he knows that they're usually the right way to go so he'll just say uh that no matter what 
I'll always be with you. Even if I have to find you again. Okay. Um, we have work to do. The first thing is convincing the members of the inner circle and prominent members of the town who we can. And then if we can present a united plan and a united force with support to Gordongar, we can sway him. We have to. And after that, we'll have to move all the non-combatants out of the Vale a little at a time through secret routes. They're going to have to go to other clans with their kin. We'll have to move cattle, supplies to help offset the burdens on the other towns. I'm going to jump in here. Bryn, uh, you actually already started some of this, if you remember, with you went with Lonson and Gordon Gar over the through over Kangal's bridge and that back way down uh, yeah. to the other side. And you gave a bunch of cattle to the Stone Leaper clan, yeah. which is the clan that Israel is from uh, specifically for this reason. He kind of yeah, knew that they were going to take coming. some of us. Yeah. 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 Yep. And the people who remain, they have to be ready to fight. Uh, they have to be capable. Um, everyone will have a, a role to play in the plan. We'll need, when the lunars arrive, we'll need people down here at the mouth of the veil where they'll approach from to meet them in the field, to put on the illusion of engaging them in open combat, to fight them and draw them further in to the path of the floodplain. And they have to do it in a way that they won't be suspicious that we're doing something else. There have to be enough of them to be reasonable, to look reasonable. And they have to be fast because they have to get out of the floodplain when we blow the dam. It will happen very fast. We'll need oh, craftspeople, engineers, priests, magic to construct the dam and to take it down. Kymris and Arissa. We can't do it without water spirits. The land has to be with us for something like this to work. You talk to the earth and I'll talk to the water. I look at Arissa. I could do that. And then we'll need point people, leaders to keep folks organized and together when we start making the final retreat out of the valley. And we need people to cover the path so any stray lunars cannot follow. We'll have to have ways to close passages, to veil the runs, to kill pursuers. The bulk of them have to stay in the valley, though, to be met by the doe run. It's, it's a crazy plan. I know. But everything else that I've thought of Ends with our people being slaughtered here for pride. Uh, Chavashek's going to talk here for a minute. And he says, um, if I may. Please. I can help with obscuring some of the ways. And I can give advice. I'm Start very not ready with to listen. the chief but with those around him. Start with his warriors. Start with the one who cannot see as others see. Oh. 
for she Morganeth is Morganeth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Morganeth. Who's the shaman again? I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Saban. 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 Who's Gordagar's brother? By the way, also. Yeah. Jorganoff. We need. <laughs> he's he's all about the last stand. He's probably not the best. Guy. I mean, we're gonna need people making that fight there on yeah, the ground. But though. he's like, I mean, he's like, oh, I can fight to the death. Fucking sweet. I've been waiting for I this. Damn day. it, Done. <laughs> My man. Maybe not Jorganoff. Uh... <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Talk to the war. Talk to the sensible warriors. Lonsenarina. Lonsenarina seems very sensible. Talk to his trickster. He was going to be the first one I approach. Keladon will love this. <laughs> Keladon is the only one I know who will love this. <laughs> I'm sure others will see that as sensible and they will do it, but not with the relish of Keladon. <laughs> Relish of Keladon. That sounds like a prequel. The mustard of Jorgonoth. The relish of Keladon. The ketchup of Gordon. Instead of the instead of the compadres, it's the condiments. Hey fans, if you want to suggest a condiment to complement each of our prominent NPCs, we would love to hear them. (laughs) Pause. What 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 condiment are each of our player characters? I need to. Would also love your insights, fans. Christian, oh, is, I'm just a mayo because I'm the GM. So that's that's the start. I'm just <laughs> a mayo. Uh, perhaps those of you who are closest with them start there. You have time before secret season starts. You do. You have a couple a couple of weeks. Yeah, I can uh, I can talk to Ernina and my mom for sure. Maybe. Morganeth through her. If I get my mom first, Morganeth will be more likely to to listen. I, I can also talk to Morganeth, having participated in a lot of rituals with her. Kymrys, do you think you can talk to Savin and Keladon? I think Savin will listen to the spirits if the spirits wish this to happen. Um, Savin is a man of reason. Um, Keladon, though, that man is, he is a trickster. He is not someone that I, I don't feel I am the best person to speak with him. I'm interested in the truth, not an illusion. Fair enough. I can, I can talk to Keladon. I can talk to Keladon. I mean. Keladon's like the person Kymrys hates the most in this entire. Clearly. Kelly, you've also had some of the most interactions with him. <laughs> because I hate him. <laughs> because he stands for everything I loathe. There's something in there about lies telling the truth. <laughs> it's <Dang. fine>. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, uh, uh, Bryn, uh, the, yeah. the Smith okay. guy, he's actually kind of prominent in the town, too. He's not in the inner circle, but he is a prominent figure, and we might need him to help construct the dam. Havar. Yeah. 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 can talk to Lonson and Harvar, maybe. Havar, yeah. Havar, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Harvar and I go back. Don't Descara talk to whoever talk to everyone, really. You're good with people. They like to listen to you. (laughs) 
the Baroth just shows up and you have my bear. <laughs> and, and We're going to ride bears pulls. out of the floodwaters. Wow. They're powerful swimmers. That meme of, of <laughs> the meme of um, Vladimir Putin riding the bear, but there's just like a big flood <laughs> behind you. <laughs> 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 Right. Uh, who wants to speak to someone first? Do you want to do Caledon and Rue first, and then? That seems like the logical first step. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say that you. Uh, this is very up, scary, by the way, because like the in a, the pack was easier to bring it to. He knows everybody's got his back, and we're not going to snitch. Talking to the gr- bringing it to the outside slowly increases the chances that someone's going to snitch, <laughs> and then Gordon Gar's going to be mad. <laughs> oh boy. So um. You clean up, obviously, and you make yeah, lots of blood. Late. Yeah, later on that day, I will uh, cook but... anything anybody does want to eat. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe also set aside some food for Keladon because that's not a bad icebreaker, right? Yeah, hey Keladon, I made you a roast, <laughs> a sandwich. No, it's, it, I was saying it's true. He's just with a sandwich. It's a French. Uh, the, the, the answer, the answer, Kymrie says yes. Um, Bro, I had my first French dip sandwich the other weekend. Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, I'm definitely going to pursue that opportunity as well then. Oh, yeah. Uh, keep that in mind, but, you know, also keep in mind that the best laid plans. Uh, but um, know, right? so, so you something wait, will go you, wrong for you sure. Wait, so you clean up and you wait till um, Kalanon hangs around the, the, the main hall a lot. So it's hard to kind of like separate him. But you kind of you watch him, and uh, this he definitely year, notices me watching him at some point. He kind of wanders around a little bit and visits different people and like jokes around and tells stories outside the veil. Vale. Uh, not outside the veil, vale, I'm sorry, but outside of the hall, he visits around and tells stories. As a matter of fact, that was like one of the if you remember when um shit, what was the guy's name? Uh, Darston like disappeared with his Rala. There were people who were like, oh, they ran off together because like Kelly and I was telling romantic stories. Uh, was totally not the case but like you know the trickster gets blamed for shit so um yeah so you you see him like kind of leave the leave the the uh main hall and he's setting off northwards towards like white birch and and uh and the um the waterfalls to like perhaps visit some people and has a little bit of a flask that he's drinking and kind of humming to himself as he walks oh booze is a great idea to give him <laughs> Can I get some mead from someone or something? Yeah, you can have you can have garnered some mead. Excellent. You know who has you know who has really oh no good beer. Ar- some of Aranina's red beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you get some beer from Aranina. Um, I guess it's, no, for no reason. For no reason. She's Thank just like, you. Do you like it? I actually Hell am yeah. a big fan of your beer. I just can't Hell have that much yeah. of it because it knocks me off you my know ass. What? Yeah, and she gives you uh, amphora of beer. Like, get a little like. No, no, an amphora, I think, is wait. Is an amphora big? No, it's like a pitcher. Someone will correct This is a whole ass pitcher. There's no ca- like cavern. I just walk up to Kellana with an open pitcher. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so <laughs> the average normal height of an amphora is 18 inches. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's, like a, it's like one of those like three three foot beers. So that's what you get when you go there. Are there, are, oh, yeah. there are some smaller ones. Basically, they are average 18 inches, but they have ranged from 12 inches to five feet. You have the 18 inch variety. That's the Descara variety. You have some some red beer. Throw up to Keladon with 18 inches. 
of hey. beer. <laughs> of hard liquor. <laughs> so you, you'll catch up to him. And he's just kind of like walking and stumbling around. And you hear him. He's just singing to himself a little bit. Uh, just, oh, you cannot believe your eyes. Our voice could hypnotize. <laughs> promises are only lies. Hey. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Ruin. Hey, Kalanada. How are you? Doing all right. Um, Good. I was hoping you mind if I join you on your stroll. Yeah, sure. He looks at the. He kind of finishes his his flask and then he looks at the beer and he's like, he doesn't know his beer yet, but he goes, "We will take a drink and offer it to him." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, this is our Anina stuff, huh?" Yeah. You. Uh, the strong even by your standards, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a little. You know that there's like blood in that, right? From men who you know, I turn into a wolf sometimes and fight men. With women who shouldn't, <laughs> they shouldn't. So anyway, here's what's what's uh? <laughs> I can't say that I have never done that. So I think you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we're fucked, huh? It's okay. We are. I know we are. Life is just a joke. That's the thing, Ruin. We're you can fucked, live your but life we don't thinking have to it's a drama, or you can think of your life thinking it's a comedy. Me, I see the comedy because the gods, they laugh at us. What about an epic? I like an epic. I like an epic a lot. Everybody likes a good story mm. about Yvonne underdog leading odds. The people through the woods, leading the people through the snow and the great darkness. Jort, fighting the battle of I fought, we won. Going all the way to the end of the world to learn the secret of the star heart. That's an epic. How would you like to write a new one here in the Vale? Well, that's the most precious thing that we could ever hope to do. I have an idea. I'm listening. It involves a trick. I'm really listening now. I haven't talked to many people about your action. You're the first person beyond my closest that I've spoken to. It's a secret, too. Hopefully not for long. Oh, well, that's too bad, but go on. Gordon Gar wants to stay and fight. And I get it. I do. I hate the Lunars. I love this place. I would defend it to my last if I thought it would be useful. But we, we both know that when the Lunars come, they're going to come with hundreds, just insurmountable odds and they're going to come to make an example of us and this place he he kind of just burps and then takes the beer from you again and drinks some more I can't let that happen so what if we draw them in and we drown them Ruin, 
We live in the mountains. Water flows downhill, Keladon. And he will point up the uh, up the river and say, there's a place up there in the foothills that you mm-hmm. can build a dam. A dam that will fill with a lot of water. A lot of water that will come down very quickly if the dam is removed. And it will destroy everything. Everything. All the steads, the low-lying farmlands. And everyone who's down there. Hundreds of lunars. <laughs> he just starts laughing. He like claps you on the shoulder, and he's he's surprisingly like strong for like a scrawny guy. Because <laughs> he's got and, drunk person strength. <laughs> like I mean, you're big, so you don't move. But you're like, wow, that's like that was like harder than I thought. Uh, but uh, he goes, you, <laughs> you're a clever one. The gods like that. True. I hope so because we are going to need their help if something like that will work. You want to know a secret? Seems a fair trade. He looks all around. The gods love and are jealous of us for one thing and one thing only. Do you know what that is? Our ability to change. We can write our own epics, ruin. Theirs are already written, but ours, well, ours can be whatever we want them to be. We only have so much time to write them, though. But this, I like this. I thought you might. Right. It'll take magic. A lot I of it some of that. people. And it will take convincing Gordon Gar. Oh, well, <laughs> listen, I know why you started with me. Believe it or not, he listens to you sometimes. I know. It's because I know things about him that he wouldn't want others to know, but I think it's also because he loves you with the way Orland loves them all. Because I'm blackmail, you piece of shit. <laughs> She's like, don't get all mushy on me now. Come on. We'll need if we need a little while to talk to some other people, but eventually, and I'll I'll let you know when. We're going to bring it to Gordon Gar as a group. Right. Someone talking to Morgan F. Yeah. Good. Need to get her on the side too. Shouldn't be that hard. She thinks Gordon Gar and this whole standard ground thing is, you know, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I think that too. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> uh. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I trust you. It's a little much, but I'll help you out here. <laughs> He'll leave the beer with Keladon and sidle away. Like, you he know, that one was going to be the easiest the one he knew. Like, he thought He's that very was... happy with the beer and he kind of stumbles off north up towards uh, High Falls. He knew he'd go for that. He's like, this is hilarious. A valley full of dead lunars. <laughs> That's, yep, he was expecting that reaction. Okay, that went about his plan. <laughs> All right. What's next? Well, you mentioned Morganeth, so I figured we'll we'll cut to Arisa going to Morganeth. Uh, I would say this could be the same day. Um, 
Morgadeth is in the weaving house. Ooh. Makes sense since Arisa, <laughs> Arisa would know that. With Liv and uh Ezrala, the main yeah, the main uh the main are now the folk in the Val. But they're uh they be they be weaving. All right. So, just, uh, so you go in and you say, like, idiot men, <laughs> idiot pride. They're just bitching about Gordon Gar when you walk in and you're like, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she does one of those comedic. Uh, I hope I'm not interrupting anything. Oh, oh, not at all, dear. This is Liv. Not at all, dear. Come, come on in. Come on in. Have those, um, we are working on some more of those blankets, but uh, we're not quite done. No, um, I'd be happy to help, but I also, I came to talk to you guys about something a bit serious. Those who can see look at each other, and, um, you know, Morganette doesn't have to look at anyone. She's just like, right, come on, sit down. She kind of pats her, pats a pats spot next to her. Yes. And so take, holds out her hand to you. And then she'll... Take your hand, your hand and sit down. Oh, I so your hands are always so cold. <sighs> well, being me plus being in winter doesn't. As rather doesn't get, us, help. get us some warm clear wine, please, for, for everyone. All right, right away, mother. As Rala kind of leaves. We have a few minutes to talk. I uh I have a feeling what you wish to discuss will put uh, well. I may be blind, but I can tell that her and the big one are very much in love, and I don't want her getting upset. Well, this is something that he is aware of as well. I had a feeling you were plotting something. Well, I wasn't the one who started it, and she just slowly turns to live. Liv kind of of like looks like side-eyes, and... Morganeth doesn't see. Obviously, she always has a cloth over her face. The, the color of it depends on season. They're still wearing black. They're in mourning still. Uh, but uh, she she just doesn't. She, you She's looking internally at Liv. <laughs> she know knows. It. Yeah, he just lives like, I, um, right. Well, my, uh, my son is much of his grandmother and unfortunately a little bit of his father in him. Hopefully, only the good parts of his father. I would say this is an example of the good parts showing. Go on. Rue's been planning about our predicted upcoming invasion by the Lunars and trying to find a way to protect the Vale as much as possible. And we are all going out to try and talk to different people and Hope to get people on our side with the plan, with the eventual goal of convincing Gordon Gar. He's going to be one of the later ones to hear about this. The plan is this. There is an area further up the hills that we can block off to make a large dam. Slowly, secretly, we move people out of the Vale. I know we had already sent some supplies and information to Israel's clan and slowly have people go somewhere safer. Children, non-combatants. But make it look to the Lunars like we're all still here. 
it's easy enough. The net could never count as right when they took the taxes. Exactly. And when they come, there's a fighting force up front, ready to defend the veil, make it look exactly like the looters expect it to. And we pull them in. And as soon as we're able to, our people escape. The dam is broken. And floods take over the veil, killing all the lunars. Hmm. And this is Ruin's plan. Yes. <clears throat> she actually does nod her head in, in Liv's direction and like smiles a lot at her. And she goes... How much of Ivarn is in that boy? Ivarn not being your grandma, but Ivarn being Hjort's wife, who like when Hjort was off doing like common roll anthy guy stuff, Ivarn had to like actually like keep the people alive and pull all these tricks on people. And there's one where they, they were in the snow and they had to like slide down a hill to get away from some trolls and stuff. And so like, that's what she's referring to. Very well, Arisa. I, um... There is much good in the plan, but there is some problems. Because the land itself is not just land. Just as the Doe Run is not a Doe Run, it is not, we must seek permission of the spirits for that. But there is the issue of the riddle and Stag Hill. Riddle is where every woman who has ever been born, save for the ones where we were in exile, has gone to rest. And Stag Hill is where our founders lie. And then there is the whiter, the black stag, who is tied to this place. The stag is not the spirit of the people, it is the spirit of the veil. Those issues must be overcome because we cannot, floodwaters will recede and we cannot leave the riddle and its secrets exposed to those who would, well, who shouldn't be there. I don't believe at all that the plan is to leave this place altogether. The plan is to protect this land as much as as much as physically possible. I know Kymreese and I plan to try and commune with the spirits, and obviously any help that you may provide may be able to provide in this regard would be extremely helpful. The air ripples and a wind seems to blow from outside the weaving shed. And then suddenly something's swimming in the air above you. Arisa <laughs> puts her hand on her back. Like, really? And uh, I don't think anyone's ever seen it outside of you guys. And No! Yeah. So Liv is just like, and Morganeth doesn't move, but she can seriously, well, I sense another presence. We are about to have a visitor. He is a friend. An ally. I am he who has bound himself to these warriors of your vow. I have lived here 
not always by will, but longer or as long as your people have Lady Morganeth. I understand your concerns. And when the time comes, I will make sure that no one can defile the riddle or the hill. Well, I um, lived long enough to hear a lot of strange things. You, you trust the spirit, Orissa? I do. And I trust your judgment, and I know you to be of impeccable, well, family. So I will trust you in that regard. Thank it's you. Hard to argue. Thank you. We are, each of us is trying to talk to some people that we know would be of great assistance with this. And in time, we will hopefully shortly present it to Gordon Gar, but we need as much of as much help as possible. I can most likely convince the earth to dam the dough run, providing the dough run agrees. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. I don't want us all to die either. There's too much here at stake. Exactly. Too much here to protect. Oh, uh, back with um, clear wine. I got some bread too. Oh, thank you. Right. Why is oh, oh she drops everything because there's a dragon swimming <laughs> in the air. <laughs> he's a friend. Oh, it's fine. Have, have, and he's just like, have no fear. I oh um Jess <laughs> told me about you, but I oh my um I'm sorry, I I'll get some more. And she just kind of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking and the angel said, be not afraid, and the angel had a million eyes and giant wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, bro, That's I'm shitting myself. Or is it just like stop scaring people? <laughs> it's like I uh yeah, I shouldn't do that. He goes back in his orb, and uh, <laughs> we'll call that good. Yeah. Yeah. Who's next? Well, so I just posted a question in chat, but so do we still need Harvar, or are we doing this damn all with earth and rocks? Uh, it couldn't hurt to talk to him anyway. We'll need him pretty, for something, whether it's to collapse rocks on the trails we're going. Dude, like, So, yeah, he's an influential dude, so... Uh, okay. Build boats or something. Gotcha. Yes. By the way, Catholic as fuck. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Harvar and Lonson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll go talk to Harvar. You will talk to Lonson too. I mean, I will talk to Lonson. I just, I don't think that there's going to be a lot of conversation with Lonson. I'll just be like, Lonson. Lonson, I need you to help me with this plan. She'll be like, that's a good plan. Done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go talk to Harvar first. Okay. Uh, so the, the, um, there's like a, almost like a low stockade built up around the Smithy and there's the symbols of Gus brand, uh, out front the runes and the fire, just like the hearth, the hearth fires are sacred to, um, the person you saved 
when you did your thing, Mahomes. Uh, Gus Brand, the God, is in that fire. That's what you believe as, as you're like making that stuff. So he's in there. It's, it's actually a temple. Uh, so you hear some, uh, it's very hot as you walk in there and you hear him. Um, he's sanding off like uh, he had made a, um, he's made some tools in like a sand mold and he's kind of like taking the, the, the bronze out of that. Uh, and uh, just as you're walking in, actually, Afar is carrying in like some food. Afar. And she's like, oh, oh, Brynn, I haven't seen you. I felt like I haven't seen you in forever. How, no, it, how are it, you, dear? It's been a while. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm great. You are just in time. I have some sweet bread. Oh, perfect. I can always eat. I will take sweet bread. None of that apple stuff, because I know we don't like it as much anymore, but this is just a very good sweet bread. As long as it's not honey cakes, I will take it. Have you heard from them at all? I haven't, dear. We haven't. I'm so sorry. Mm. But not yet. He hasn't gone that long. And I mean, it's not that far to pay this, but he could have sent message back. But, you know, Van, he probably just got lost chasing after some some black thing, you know, He's fancy black armor or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. We literally can't read what happened. I'm afraid this is... dark and moody he wants to do there. And so he couldn't, you know, write his mom and his dad, whatever. <laughs> Or his best friend, you know, I get it. I get I it. Sorry, I was chasing a burb. No, chip sandwich. Fuck. I'm tired. Chip. I just called it a ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. Ham chip, all the same. I'm afraid that this isn't just a, a pleasant visit. I um have some business to talk about too. Oh, oh, all right, man stuff. Okay, fine. I see how it is. I will, uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll still take the sweet bread. Fine. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, no, you can stay. We can eat and talk. I can do both. Sort of. No, I don't want to get involved. I'll just be in, in my home. Okay. Come and say goodbye, though. I will. Cool. So, what can I do for you? Well, Rue has a plan. He's like almost, he's like two and a half times your size, by the way. I just want to point that out. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Rue has a plan. <laughs> do you have, um? do you have like a clear space that I can show you? Like I have a, I have oh, a. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. He pulls, he moves some like um stuff off like a bench. Perfect. So I'll, I'll roll, unroll and show uh, Rue's hide that I took with me. So. Rue has a plan to deal with these lunar fucks and we are just going to kill them all and we will give our home a chance to fight back with us. But I think we need your help. That's good because Gorhagar's plan is just to like fight with honor. And um, look, I'm all about that, but... This gives us a chance to do both. This gives us a chance to do both. This gives us a chance to possibly get away, our home to fight too, and for us to fight a little bit with honor too. And give, you know, those... Lunars are run for their money. I'm listening. <laughs> so he wants to build this thing, this dam that will hold back the river long enough. It needs to break at the right time. We need some sort of like structure or scaffold to kind of hold. I think we're getting spirits involved. I think the earth goddesses will be helping too. But we need some sort of structure to build here for the dam so like a um 
Did you talk to Morgan F? I think one of us is. All right. Because, I mean, it's a us. lot of digging. It'll be a lot of digging and, and moving of earth. I mean, she could probably do a lot of that on her own. Uh, but we can build it in such so a way is- that if I can maybe put some supports that we can just kind of knock out uh, or have a spirit knock out, that would be a real quick way of just making it end. So this is possible. You think we can yeah, do it? Absolutely. He knows what he's doing. He was trained by dwarfs, you know. I wasn't really trained. I, I thought you were going inside. Really? <laughs> you should know. Someone's always listening. I think this plan is supposed to be on the down low until we can get um, Gordinger to say yes. But like maybe start. Did you hear that part? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe start designing and building now. Well, I wouldn't just designing plug up Maybe not the deer it. run without her permission. So I can start coming up with some ideas, though. Okay. Is there anything right. that you need from us? No. I probably need some wood and things like that, but uh, nothing I can't get from people in town. Okay. Don't forget, we're going to kill those lunar fox. Yeah, well, that's just the the isn't it? It always is. (laughs) The dead, the hundreds of dead lunars bobbing in the floodplain is Bryn's favorite part. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll, uh, sounds good to me. Okay. So now we eat. I love how easy so many of these people have been like, yeah, that plan sounds rad. We don't all want to die. Gordon Gar wants to die. (laughs) 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 I mean... I who pointed yeah, Raz Fox in chat said it's uh, when I was talking to Morgan of exactly like an Earth priestess to start critiquing the plan seriously. Like she was immediately like, "Yes, but we got to figure this out." I'm like, "Here are the details that we need to make sure we cover." Yeah, yeah. Morgan of my girl. Great. I'm gonna sit down and eat some honey rolls now. Right. My part's done. Who's who we got? Uh, so we got Lonson and Aranina, I think, left. Really, right? That's about it. Uh, and uh, Saban. 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 and the spirits. If you want to do the spirits now or next session, I don't know. But can probably, I'm going to try to get all this done tonight. Uh, okay. All right, do you want to do Saban, Kymries? Yeah. So where do I find Saban? Uh, Saban, I think you will find walking his way to the path that leads up the mountain to where the Royals Grove is, to that meditation place where you always go that place that like hangs over the cliff overlooking the whole valley. He's kind of walking gotcha. there like head down, hands behind his back, very lost in thought. I, uh, I will just quietly walk behind him until I can catch up to him. Okay. Uh, and he doesn't like acknowledge you for a while. Uh, and then eventually he's just like, okay. mm. it's good to walk together again, isn't it? I smile and I say, indeed, it is. And I just keep walking with him for a while. Something's I feel like, mind. yeah, after, after we, after he, we walk for however long before he asks that, um, I say, do you know the story of how the water and the earth came to be? He 
You mean... Why I'm super would... putting you on the spot, by the way, Christian. Why I apologize rivers... if you don't no, 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 know no. the lore. Do you mean why why the earth floats upon the water? Why water flows downhill? What do you mean? Well, there was a time when there was nothing but darkness, right? Correct. And then water came into being, and from Correct. there, earth came as well. Indeed. Can you talk to me about how well, that happened? Israel's, I'm sorry, Ernalda's mother rides upon Zaramakos. It was the water. So they mated, uh, and that is how the water fertilizes the earth. And then, later on, during the Storm Age, the waters invaded the earth. And that is where rivers came from. Those waters flew uphill. They were trying to drown the earth. Waters ran uphill. But at the moment when the forces of chaos destroyed the spike, a hole was created in the world. And everything was being sucked into it. The world was in danger of being destroyed. And the gods of water called to all the spirits of water throughout all the lands. Many gods of water sacrificed themselves in that hole. And Magasta called them all to himself. And the waters began to flow downhill to fill the hole. And so in the center of the world, there is a great whirlpool. That is a hole that was just created by chaos when the spike was destroyed. But the waters of the world fill it. And rivers flow downhill to heed the call of Magasta and plug that hole. Side note, fucking great job, Christian. <laughs> but um Thank you. Kymrius uh is just listening intently during this whole this whole conversation. And um he looks at Saban and he says, um I think there's a way that we can I think there's a way that we can save our people from the lunars, but I think it means sacrificing a lot. Most of the time, that is the case. I had a vision a while back where I was standing amid our village in the center, and there was there were rivers of blood flowing all around me. And in these rivers, I saw the faces of my friends. I saw the people I loved. And they were all dead. And I was standing in this river as it was washing over me. Visions don't always literally mean what you may think they would do. Precisely. And I smiled. And I said, I think, I think the vision meant something else. I think maybe... I was off just a little in how I saw it and how I interpreted it. And I think now, I think now it makes sense. And I, I look at Saban and I stop walking and I say, he stops too, obviously. I say, Saban, you have been the greatest mentor that I could ever have asked for. You have taught me how to not only see but how to speak with, how to interact, how to be seen by this world 
that is both outside of ours and also a part of it. And for that, I am ever grateful. And I say, boy, I just, I set your feet on a path you would have walked anyway. There's a, there's a request that I need to make of the spirits. And before I bring it to them, I figured I would come to you first and see if you had any guidance or wisdom. Okay. When the lunars come, which they will, there will will. be far more than, than what we defend against, even with our mightiest warriors, even with, even with the very winds of Orlant at our back, I, I just don't think it's possible. This veil sits low, and there is a river. And they'll run. Yes. Life of the Black Stag. The very life of the Black Stag. Which is the wife of the Black Stag. Sorry. The very wife of the black wife, yes, and I, uh, I, when they come in full force, we can we can drop the river into the veil, and it will wash away everyone. It will wash away all of the lunars. It will wash away our homes. It will bury the veil, the places that we hold dear, the things that are sacred. But it just might work. If we dam the river and collapse it when the lunars come. The waters of the Run are the first waters that wash every Haraborn after they were born. The waters of the Doron are the last waters that wash every Haraborn as they are prepared to go on. Then their body returns to the earth. Quick question, Christian. Yep. Was I ever washed in those waters when I was born dead? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yours was both the first and last time, technically, when you were washed once. Mm -hmm. The waters of the Doron are the blood of the Haraborn. So you see, if you saw people drowning in rivers of Haraborn blood, well, visions are not always immediately what they look like when we first have them. I understand. I will help you talk to the Delron. Thank you, Satan. And I hug him, which is very uncharacteristic yeah, of and me. He, like, he he's not somebody like, I would really hug. He's not, <laughs> he's not a huggy guy, and he's kind of like, oh, Oh, we're going to be oh, okay. And then he kind of like, you know, gives you that hug. <laughs> He's like, we're really I doing love this. It. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. This is not awkward at all. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Who wants to do Lonson? I mean, I'll yeah, I'll do Lonson. Yeah. Okay. Do Lonson uh, is easy to find because she's usually either guarding at the hall or like practicing somewhere or like going to her home, which is not very far from the hall. Huh. Yeah, I'll um I'll go looking for her. I'll start at the hall. Um, that's usually I think where I find her. Yeah, she's uh, 
Tom's next. I'll do her. You find her, you find her practicing throwing her javelins at targets. Cool. I'll see if I can um, try one. Oh, sure. And she gives it to you. You really just want to, it's just like a lighter spear. So you just have to, you can actually put a lot more into it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll try to throw one. Try and get there. Hey, roll your javelin skill. Let's see how you oh, do if you want oh, to. Oh, I'm actually yeah. rolling. Okay. Go for it. What the hell? Yeah. Sixteen. That is a success. Yeah. They have like they have like straw like men set up, and you're just like boom right in the chest. I've been practicing too. I can I can can see that. Good, good. We're gonna need it. Thank you. Yeah, I think um I think everyone knows by now that the lunars are coming. And sooner than we thought. Yeah. Which is why I need your help with something. I have a request. Um, So Rue has a plan for when the lunars come. Okay. Yeah. Just a, a chance for maybe more of us to survive than maybe even everyone but probably not. But I think more than if we were to fight them head on. Uh, oh, okay. What, 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 what's the plan? Um, when the lunars come, I think the plan is before they come to build a giant dam at the end to stop the river. And when the lunars get here, we draw them into the veil and release the dam. Hmm. Just like what the Thunder Sister would do. Yeah. But okay. um, I think Gorengar is pretty committed to staying. And I, and I understand. I'm with him. I would die to protect this veil. I would die to stay here. Gorengar... He also hates Kangarl. And that is a big part of it. But if we show him a way that satisfies his honor and still protects everyone, he's not, he's not a fool. This will be a win for us. I hope. I will, um, well, I'll fight regardless till the end. I know you will. So will I. I'm, I will help talk to Gordon Gar with you. Thank you, Lonson. Again. And she gives you, like, not a hug, but like the clasp that warriors give each other. Yeah. Now, oh, come on. You practice some more. So much more nervous racking talking to Lonson. <laughs> I think there's just uh, Aranina. <laughs> I, will, I will talk to Aranina. 
I did recommend that Kent talk to Karenstar if he wants to. Descar, if he oh, did just help yeah, with the yeah. runaway wife. So yeah, but I'll do Arnita first do wanna, if Kent wants wanna to mull that, that over. Yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just think, slide you her a roast beef sandwich yeah. and be like, kill the lunars with water. She's <laughs> kill like, yeah. <laughs> <Drown> the lunars. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the new avocados from Mexico commercials? No. Oh God, they're really good. <laughs> and then just reminded me of it. Basically, like there's like a disaster or something going on. Like they're benching a player for like a football game, but they like do it in the jingle from the avocados from Mexico. And they're like, did you just bench me with the avocados from Mexico jingle? And they're like, yeah, avocados make everything better. It's like drown oh, the lunars awesome. with the flood. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> <Present this. laughs> uh, it's very funny. But one of them, like they busted like a water main at this woman's house and they're like, We've accidentally busted the water main, like the construction <laughs> guys, and there's just like fountaining water. It's like, ooh, guac. Like, they're great. Mm, amazing. Anyway. Hey, guac does indeed make everything better. Sponsor us, avocados from Mexico. Totally how, that's yeah. how Caledon <laughs> sells it to Gordon Sorry, I, I just watched the commercial. It's really funny. They're, they're send great. It, Sarah, send it to me. Fun. Just I, face. Yeah, message Yeah, me. I'm going to put it in chat. Also, Christian, I sent you a fucking message in Zoom chat. Thank you. Hold on. I'm also going to shamelessly send this in our uh, chat because mod powers let me send links without Twitch getting mad at me. Uh, yes, I'm I'm going to try to do that. Okay. I'm just yeah. trying to timeline. Cool. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all, all right. right. So, uh, Aranina, yeah, let's let's. Yep. Um, Drew is just going to stroll yeah. next door to his neighbor's house. Knock He's on the door. Her great, her Orlanthe great axe. Excellent. Just like. Ching, ching, ching. Hey. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's up? Scrub. Can I show you something? What? It's important. Oh, okay. Puts the axe down. And he's just going to take her over to his place where he just has the map out on the table. And he's just going <laughs> to show her the map. Be quiet for a second and be like, I think it'll work. punches you okay like on the shoulder and you're just like oh it'll definitely work if you're on the field <laughs> yeah, you, uh, listen i'll um this is about yeah we'll make sure that the old uh asshole does the right thing gordo this is the thing you gotta understand about gordo gordo he's good he really cares about everyone but he's also got that whole pride thing. That's why he's a good chief. But sometimes you just kind of like go around it. You know, he's a man. No offense. But you have to just kind of like, you know, you got to let him have their little pride. But then you got to step in and be like, listen, Gordo, this is how we do it. I think a part of him knows that. And that's why he has good people yeah. like you and the we others. Just gotta give him, we just got to give him a way and an excuse that it makes it look like we still did the right thing, but it kind of protects that little ego of his, you know? Yeah. Again, it's a man thing. Sorry, no offense. I mean, I came up with this plan, so I'm not, not yeah. offended. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, you, don't, you don't seem like you have that. I haven't noticed that with you, but, you know. Maybe it's a, it's a wolf thing. thing. I <laughs> Maybe. Erinina. I'm glad I'm your neighbor. Yeah, I'm glad you're mine, too. I wasn't too happy when you first came in because I like to be alone up here, but uh, just worked out. I'm even more glad I'm your friend. I wouldn't go that far. 
Okay. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Yep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, just like, and she just grabs you and like totally like bear hugs you. And you're like, uh, <laughs> skinny a little back. <laughs> She's like, you're skin, so skinny. You have to put on some meat for this to work. He's like, I'm not skinny. <laughs> That was easy. Knew that one would be good. Woman. I love her, Anina, so much. Gordo. She just calls him Gordo. I'm like, yes. Aranina has like somehow scarier Gideon Nav energy, and I'm here for it. (laughs) I love how I constantly get threatened of letting of like if anything ever happens to Aranina, like my life is like forfeit, I think. Oh, from like like, at least five or six people. She's the universe's favorite NPC. Nope. Nope. I would fist fight you if something happened to Aranina, and I don't think she said a single word to Arissa once. It's like Aranina and the animals. Like, yeah, yeah. those are those are the. I get emails about not, don't let anything happen to the animal companions, and I get like threats, just open threats about anything happening to Aranina. And like, rest assured, everyone, I'm pretty kind actually as a DM. So uh, especially when it comes Only to my favorite, one of yeah. those will die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only or and. If you teach your bulls how okay, to... Okay, we killed one combat, elk today, okay? I'm just kidding. They will not die. They will be invincible. <laughs> they will destroy the winners. <laughs> that just cars fucking bulls out on the... Oh, I God. call it a bulldozer. Makes the lunars look like one cow, and then we just unleash them all. <laughs> <laughs> the weapon. No, like, oh, it just trampled to fucking death the by all these horny balls. Starts shaking. Um, You're like, ah. Des- <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Okay. Uh, you find him polishing his bronze armor. Um. I guess Des will, uh, he'll stroll up to Karen's, uh, Karen star there. Um, and he'll just take a seat nearby. And kind of, he looks at you and cause he's doing this, um, outside of his home. Uh, just kind of sitting outside. It's, you know, it's still cool, but you get cooped up hanging out in little huts like all winter so he, people sit outside even though it's a little cold yeah and uh he's just like um hmm. what's going on big guy they're uh me and my group have been going around and talking to the prominent uh people of the veil of the the clan right now so why are you talking to me uh because we're going to we're going to need your sword in the time to come yeah i think that's about right but Rue has a plan that that we all think is going to work, but we need help convincing Gordon Gar. Hmm. Okay, what's the plan? We can just say you're telling the plan. Yes. Then, yeah. Plan. 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 
<clears throat> well, I like it better than just fighting and dying. <laughs> oh, it's worth a try. And it's not that he hasn't had sort of similar plans. I mean, he is thinking about getting people out, but I like this. Yeah. You know what? This is a good plan. I'll, um, when it's time to talk to him, I'll, yeah, I'll weigh in. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Too. I'm always here to help anyone in uh in the clan. I know you are. You're like so and so is single, and then you just like walk away. <laughs> 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 thanks, man. Oh, thanks, man. Um, hey, yes. You're a good kid. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And you're a good kid, bud. <laughs> yeah. And you are. You are bigger than him. <laughs> yep. But there's only one person in the veil bigger than Descar, and that is Baroth. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it would be um, uh, Havar is about the same size. Those are the two oh, biggest damn. people in the veil. Yeah. <gasps> you're pretty much both the same size. No. And Descar's seven year old sibling is getting close. <laughs> okay, uh, so that is everyone, I think. We got the circle. <laughs> yeah. circle I just, needed. I just well, realized this is, and some. I just realized this is one of the last times I'll be practicing with Lonson, like ever. Oh yes. my god. Little yeah. oh. The, oh she's, she's back. back. I'm back. Oh. I was saying I just realized this is one of the last times I'll be practicing with Lonson, like ever. Well, maybe. I mean, we still maybe, have to do maybe. sacred time, but yeah. So, uh, is there anyone else that needs to be talked to, or do you want to just go to sacred time? I think that's everyone. At some point, I'm going to talk to the Telmori, but you tell me when is a good time for that. So, let's do, let's start sacred time first, and then we'll yeah. we'll get to that. So, we've got a ducks in a row. Your ducks are in a row. How very RuneQuest. And the geese are ready. The geese are ready. Also, the other thing I mentioned to you in chat, Christian, about the people that I would like to talk to that might take me some time to do that. Oh, I missed that one. Hold on a minute. The Going back. Hold on. Just can you, you mind sending the... Oh. Is, uh, is Colette Col the... Cola. Cola is a spirit. Um, okay. Yes. So, so the way you would do the thing you asked was be by summoning an elemental. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. So you don't need to talk to anyone in particular for that. Perfect. All right. Yeah. All right. Yolo Swaggins will handle that for you. Yolo. Yes. <laughs> so sacred time comes and the world is almost everything is laid aside. People stop working. Uh, this is the most sacred time of the year. It is a time where the rebirth of the world is celebrated and everybody across the world participates in these rituals because it's believed that if you don't, the world will not come back. So it starts with Morganeth led by Liv 
and Gordon Gar goes with them too. And they go throughout the whole vale and they delineate the borders of Yatula. The Tula is the clan land. They just walk that whole area, blessing and praying both to Orlando and Ronaldo the whole way around. And then they begin down in the main hall, the area outside the hall where there's kind of like the picnic ground area where everybody kind of gathers. People start bringing in the, out their little household gods, statues of Ronaldo and all the goddesses are brought out of the riddle. Orland statues are brought out of the hall. They're brought out there and a sacred place is begun. And people call upon all the gods, good gods, bad gods, all of the gods, all of the spirits, call upon their ancestors. Animals are sacrificed that are appropriate to every god there and they're cooked for meat. The blood is taken from those animals and they have whisks and they go throughout the whole vale. This is over the course of like three days and they anoint everything with the whisks of the blood. Everything, all your tools, your weapons, your people, everything, your your possessions, right? Yep, everything. There are pits in the ground that the remaining blood is actually poured into so it can go down to the underworld and reach your ancestors so they can participate in the feast as well. And so for the first three days, that is the sacrifice. It's a blood sacrifice day. On the third day, the last sacrifice is actually Jorgeneth. Jorgeneth slices his own blood, cuts himself, puts his own blood in a circle around the sacred place that has been raised. And then he wears full armor and weapons and he guards it for the rest of the ceremony. And occasionally warriors will stand with him, but it's Humak and Humak, the worshipers who will guard that. And he stands there for the rest of the 14 days without resting. <laughs> well, the rest of the thir 11 days, it's 14 day ceremony. <laughs> Rin, though, Ben might have been doing that if you were still here. How do you feel about that? I'm honestly a little bitter that he's not here fighting for our home with us. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I hope he's well. So by the third day, though, that energy is like it's palpable. Uh, you can feel it. if you leave that sacred place and walk out of it, it's like walking outside and leaving behind a warm fire into a cold, cold night. And you walk back in, it's like coming back in. You can feel this energy. And not only are people out there celebrating, but you see spirits. You see your ancestors like force ghosts. You see ghost deer just come down out of the woods and walk amongst you guys because they are parts of the of the, the clan. They're sacred to you. Uh, the royal will show up and walk through occasionally through the area. The royal is the, the sacred stag. Uh, that is the incarnation of the black stag. And that space is believed that it's between the worlds now and it's between time. And on the fourth day, Morganeth, Gordongar, Kellyon, Grandma Whitebark, somebody they randomly selected to stand in for Asaris because the traitor is not around. Uh, someone they, they selected to stand in for Fleshman, and someone who wears a hood who stands in for Jinnajar and Jody Whiteheart set off to recreate a Lightbringer's quest. And that is a very somber day. Uh, there's a lot of very like like very sad dances and songs and praying that day because it's it is the darkest time and it's a mournful time. And they set off 
And on the fifth day, you're all left alone, basically. And the calling and the prayers on those days are calling to any God and any spirit that will help you guys because there's a darkness and is the cold and the weather is even reflected in that the weather, the sun doesn't seem to shine as bright that day, the clouds seem very dark and gray, it never seems to get light it never seems to get dark. It's just a day in between life and death. And that day mostly is spent once you've done the rituals and telling stories of Hjort and Ivarn and how Ivarn helped the people survive the great darkness and how Hjort went on his journey to the end of the world to find the secret of the star heart and fought and I fought we won battle in between all these times people visit with their friends and they talk and you see your ancestors Bryn you are participating or you just finished participating in a ritual particularly beginning of the light bringers one and suddenly you feel as if someone's people are watching you And you see at the edge of the ritual space, Harwin and Varala, your parents. Glowing a little bit because they're spirits. Like I, I'm picturing like Anakin and, you know, the force goes. Yeah, force goes. Yeah, is exactly what I picture. But they're kind of looking at you very smiling. Bryn will smile back a little and she'll nod to them. Your mother gestures you over. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Okay. You have to talk to them. (laughs) (laughs) I will. This is not prepared. (laughs) Walk over. We have watched you, daughter. We see the path you start to take. We are proud. I I figured you would be. But your father speaks up. But we worry as well. About? We do not love the spear because it is sharp. We don't love the arrow because it flies straight. We love them before what they defend. You have much to fight for, daughter. And you have a lot of fighting ahead of you. But do it for the right reasons. I always do do it for the right reasons. That is what I hope for you. I know. I remember what your sacrifices were for. We watch and we wait in the halls of Orlanth for you. But you have a long time before we will see you there. I hope so. I will see you both soon. Or not soon. Be strong. (laughs) (laughs) We will be with you when you need us. Be strong. And you just kind of fade away. (laughs) The sixth day. Ah, I forgot one. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. The sixth day is dedicated to Asaris, who bears the messages from the people to the gods, just as he bears trade and information around in the world. And it's particular that day that if people have like a private prayer, they want to pray, they'll pray that prayer uh, at the temples, at the sacred area, because the gods are listening. 
uh, more closely that day. Anyone have any particular prayers they want to make? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one, but Arissa goes somewhere very quiet and very private. And you said this during this time, people kind of pray to God's good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. So Arissa very quietly reaches out to Malia. Okay. To try and offer her the compassion that she never got in life. And to tell her that she's trying to not be ashamed of that part of her anymore. Because she knows what it's like to be on the outside of things. You feel a, um, almost like a strange throb of, uh, something, an emotion that you can't, you can't quite, it's an emotional experience, but you can't quite entirely name that full emotion, but it's a very emotional experience. You, you know, that somehow that reached the place that it was supposed to reach. And there is, there was a response. Yeah. There was a response to it. And, um, in doing it, even though you were away and you were somewhere very private, you feel again, um, you feel eyes on you. And when you look, you see your parents looking healthy and well, kind of standing off in the distance from you. And you get a. She reaches up into the air and grabs it. But, you know, the blood just yeah. holds it there. Also, in one of those days I had forgotten, but uh, the honor Shalana Oroy, this is after the sacrifice, by not killing anything for a couple days and nobody eats any meat or anything like that. All right. That's actually coming up. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't screw it up. It's not coming up. The next day after that, Short is honored. He's honored for going on his battle. He's honored for uh, the I fought we won. And the I fought we won is actually reenacted. And people can elect to fight if they wish, because there's going to be a ritual performed called the summons of evil. And uh, they bring out like a wicker man and they place it in the middle of this, this circle. It's not like a big wicker man, like the movie where it's like 20 feet tall. Like, they're, yeah, they're not going to lock anyone in and burn it. This is like a man sized wicker man. Uh, but Saban calls forth any warriors who want to fight. Uh, you see Darston steps forward with his shield and a spear. And often who you don't remember often he was from the very beginning. He was one of the guys who went on the male initiation with you. His I remember was, him. His son was, the, his dad was got the <laughs> shit kicked out of him by Aaronina. Uh, yeah. You also see, you also see Fedor, who kind of is like <laughs> trying to look small. <laughs> he kind of like steps back, right? It's not me. Fade yeah. away. Fades away. He Fedor fades away. Uh, but anyone else who wants to step in can. If they oh, yeah, I want to fight alongside Dearson. Okay, all right, dude. Kyme, Kyme Reese him, is all about it, it too. Kymrice is going to jump in? Okay. Nice. Once, once two of the pack jump in, Ru will jump in too. He's not going to not fight with his pack, man. So you gonna, are you going to make it go all the yeah. way, Des? Yeah. All right, fine. 
Cool, cool. And Arissa's like, I will clap for you. <laughs> yeah, she she sees all her friends those- go in and she's on the sidelines like, yay, that's my besties. <laughs> for those of you that haven't seen this since the very beginning, Kymreese fights like a rabid animal. He bites things and stabs them and claws at them. Much like Rue, except way less successful. <laughs> very less effective. <laughs> So everybody kind of everybody sees you guys, and you guys have developed like a little bit of a rep in the in the valve by now, and they're all kind of like clapping for you. Uh, and Savin performs a ritual. Now Aren't we fucking popular. Is, We're fucking popular. <laughs> this is a very important ritual because people can die in this. Like the summons of evil. This isn't like uh, it's like oh shit, never mind. <laughs> like, something will show up, and you're gonna have to fight it. And if you fail, that's like bad for you know. There's four of us to go for the leg. We've got this. (laughs) Yeah, right leg. Fucked. (laughs) So Saban begins to circle this wicker. It's a giant snake. And we're like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) We can't hit it. We only hit the legs. Uh, (laughs) He begins to circle this wicker man. And he begins to chant in storm speech. And Bryn, you know, you've started to know enough about storm speech that he's basically like, he's talking a bunch of shit. He's just like, who's going to come and face us? You all losers. You you know, basically like he's calling (laughs) something out, basically like come and get us, come and fight us. You cowards. You got nothing. And, uh, eventually, (laughs) exactly. Basically calling it, you ain't shit. And you see this wicker man start to glow. I kind of shift a little bit and move and it's glowing with this strange reddish inner light. And all of a sudden that light kind of splits out of the wicker man and the wicker man kind of like disintegrates and this red misty being kind of swirls out of it. And it swirls and you all know that you're in this circle now that he's created and you're not getting out of it. This thing's stuck in there with you and it's swirling around you. Kymese, you know enough about spirits. This is a loon, which is a lunar elemental. Oh, we're just pre-gaming now. Oh, stab the fuck out of it. And everybody is, everybody's kind of like, because like it's loons are kind of big deals. Uh, and it's going at you guys. So let's go right into combat here. And uh has more of an area effect. So what is everyone doing? And uh, what are they doing in, on what strike rank? How big is the circle? Uh, I'm going to say it's it's a radius of 30 meters. It's pretty big. Do I shoot it first or do I stab it? So I'm throwing my spear, which I believe is strike rank two. So it should be your dex. Yes. You're throwing it. Yes. Throwing it. Did you have it prepared? If you had it prepared, then yeah, it would be just that. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah. Is I'm, the using I'm just using it as like a walking stick these days. I just always have it with me. Okay. Very appropriate. Yeah. I've got my dagger, which is strike okay. rank four. You can also cast spells at it, bro. Mm. <laughs> we should also I. What's the spe- spell strength rank? Is like a nine, right? It's like really shitty. Or, or is it uh, how, no, how much power? So it's, uh, so it's the, the spell strike rank is the um, the 
rune magic takes effect right away. You just can't cast any other spells that round. That round. Uh, spirit magic is the amount of magic points you're spending plus your dex rank. Okay. I think I said that. When right. do magic points refresh again? Uh, oh, you have them back. Okay. Like, yeah. And yeah. it is reasonable to suspect we will have them back in time to kill Lunar's weeks from now. Oh, uh, yeah. They come, by, okay. by the uh, next day, you'll have all of them back. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. I'm uh, gonna... Rune magic doesn't come back. You have to Also, for anyone that does spells, because we always forget this, reminder from start of Mr. I'm not part of this, so I just get to judge you all. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a message, Kristen. Okay. I'm gonna try to cast strength and then attack with my broadsword. Nice. I'm gonna yeah, not open with range. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna throw my spear and then also draw my axe later i don't know what drawing okay. so, you can, does, yeah, but... so you can throw it and drawing the weapon is five so then you'll be ready for next round to do stuff yes, yes. all right uh what do you got des uh i am also going to cast strength and uh go at it with my uh axe battle axe okay so that gives you so strength is how many room how many points magic points is two. strength Two. So that's two. So that's two strike rank. And then to attack is, I think you're at six. So that puts you at eight for the attack. My strike rank is two. Plus your is weapon. Plus, plus, oh, the, plus the, the weapon sword. has its own. Yeah. All I wrote down next to broadsword is two. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. No. So that might be the strike rank for the broadsword. So it would be your so dex. And yeah, your... So, it's, so it's your dex and size strike rank plus the broadsword thing. So plus oh, two. Okay, so that's four total. Okay. We do so have to roll so for six. successful casting of spells, by the way. Yes. So yes. roll your yes. spells, guys. Do that first <clears throat> to see if they even go. Yep. I am going to cast protection on myself okay. and then go at it with a dagger. Unless. Unless what are we rolling against? As I have never rolled for a spell in my life. Power, Power times five. Power times five. Okay. Yeah. I got an eleven. Yeah. Uh, Christian control entity is not, not something I could use on this. Correct. No. No. <laughs> I made it by two points. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, your protection pops off. Your Seas get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seas get degrees, baby. Not protection, strength. Strength, yeah. Yeah. Good on my protection. Okay, everybody. Tell good. me what strength does in the chat real quick. <laughs> I can't find my book. <laughs> it, type, oh, what, uh, I'm going Basically, through it right you now. Go, you go up one damage. So if you did like 1d6 It damage, also gives it you an up. increase to certain skills and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going through that right now. Okay. Um, Ken will message me. Ken's, Ken's a bro. <laughs> and protection, three real points fantastic. is what I can use. Max, that's so that is armor. essentially yeah. three points of armor. Yeah. Yep. My that's brother's armor. always protecting me. <laughs> Catch you. And then I have my fucking dagger, bro. Let's go. <laughs> hey, you killed an ogre. Why not a loon? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Discard's like slayer of ogres. I was just like, bitch, please. You took the conqueror, conqueror of death. death. <laughs> I did both. <laughs> conqueror of death and deather of ogres. <laughs> <laughs> on a liver of ogres bear with me here uh, <laughs> no, not of uh christian the bear is not with you the bear is with ken hmm. <laughs> 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 
10 says, oh, uh, okay, so this, this guy can engulf all you. All right, so why don't we do a tax first, and then it's going to do its thing. Oh, shit. So uh, I, I don't care about attack strings. Just go do, do roll your things. It, it, we'll figure it out. Just figure out the, so roll, roll to hit. Who wants to go first? Doesn't really matter to me. I'll go as soon as Kent tells me <laughs> what my modifiers are. All right, so Bryn, why don't we do yours first? Because yeah, you don't need first. a modifier. Yeah. I got, I succeeded. I got a 12 out of 72. Uh, ooh, so is that, is that a special? Uh, I don't think so. 72 divided by five? Is twelve is yeah that's a special. It's fourteen, right? so it is a special. Special, yeah, nice. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna impale. So that is uh that is that is good. That's good. All right. So uh, impaling on the spear means uh you double right leg. Well done. <laughs> uh, you don't oh. need to roll hit locations okay. with this thing. It's an it's okay. a, it's an elemental. I'm gonna do well, like one of those Olympic javelin <laughs> throws, but with a spear. A special attack does special damage. Uh, impale. Where does impale? Come on, I'm looking at the. Is she okay? Impale. Double normal damage. So roll your weapon, roll the spear damage, and double it. I don't do a whole lot. It's okay. I rolled a one, so two. two. <laughs> Plus, right. I think. Oh, this is range, right? So it it doesn't do that. Yeah. So just two. Uh, oh, you 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 don't have a strength bonus though, right? I do not. Yeah. So yeah. So oh, just I do. I do. But that usually just is for melee, right? When you throw something, you can do half of it. It's one. So what is half? Does it round down half of one? Your strength <laughs> bonus is your strength bonus should be like one plus one d four or something, right? Your damage no. bonus. Oh, then I have none. I have not oh, none. Right. So you just do, yeah. So you just do two points of damage. All right. You chuck the spear and it goes kind of through its body, but it seems inconvenienced by it. Uh, Kymrice, you, uh... Yeah, daggers. Let's go, bitch! Ken, what page is it on? So weak. I'm gonna roll on stream with my ass. Plus five to attack skills. Damn it! I have a 30. (laughs) Okay, you you try to stab ineffectively at it, but it's kind of swirling around you. Perfect. That's all I got. (laughs) That's what you get, Amber. Cool. All right. I'm a hit with my broadsword. Okay. <laughs> or miss. I am not as good at melee as I am at rage. Oh, I hit it. Thank you, strength spell. <laughs> Just barely. Regular success. Okay. Uh, hit location. Does it have hit Don't locations? Worry. Don't worry about hit locations. Okay. It's it's the big spirit. Yeah. It's okay. not as corporeal as a human or an animal, so it doesn't really matter Let's as much. Let's go, broadsword. Hmm. Ten points of damage. Hell yeah. All right. Okay. Kent, go for it. All right. Was Bryn looking? Was Bryn looking? (laughs) Yeah. That's up to Bryn. Yes. (laughs) This is going to have to go to Reese after did Bryn see me. (laughs) All right. Uh, Des is going to take a swing at it with his uh, battle axe. Nice. Okay. Well, updated. Ooh, that is a 47 okay. out of and then 77. And turn is just going to wreck us all. Was Brent watching? Uh, <laughs> 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 or is it just comes by and just starts dropping heroin on us? <laughs> just just, just like handfuls us. of cocaine. Get back up. <laughs> <laughs> 
and damage. I gotta do damage. Where's my dice? Probably a shitload of damage because you got a strength spell on you too, right? So you're yep. probably up to like 2d6 damage bonus. Yeah. I just Bam. missed the 2d6 bonus. Ah, I'm a just little missed low. It. So that is... I need to do uh, more push-ups. <laughs> 10 points of damage. Looking good. All right. Uh, I'm going to let the other dudes, let's see how they do. And I'm going to say Darston. Nope. <laughs> there's a note but he tried he had a lot of heart <laughs> he tried he had a lot of heart and oh you know what dude All it's right. a good thing we stepped in those three would have been massacred without our help it was only two it was darston and often oh what i thought you said uh fedor did not do this uh, oh yeah oh my god it's almost like our initiation minus ben <laughs> yeah hey the boys are back together Plus, Bryn, who really wanted to go to that. Right. Bryn was uh, Bryn, who was a little offended she wasn't kidnapped in the middle of the night with the boys. (laughs) She was. That's so funny. (laughs) Bryn's like, yo, what the fuck? (laughs) I think I'm still more salty about not being able to do that pig wrestling thing. (laughs) I want to wrestle the pig. So you guys, uh, you, you, this thing is like swirling all around and it's very fast. It kind of spins around you as it goes by you, you know, Dash, you manage to get a chop out of it. Rue, you manage to get chop out. Bryn, you manage to chuck your dagger, your spear, I'm sorry, and, and wound it. Uh, Kymrys, you try to like do your badger routine on it, but it's just, it's not as solid. It as looks you want really it to scary to everybody else on yeah. the outside. Everyone's like, like wow, <laughs> he's so fierce. Uh, you see, uh, Darston like tries to get at it with a spear, but he doesn't manage to do it. Uh, but often nicks it a little bit. Uh, he does indeed. Now, as this thing is spinning all around you guys, I need you all to roll your power against its power. Okay. Do we check power when we successfully cast a spell or no? Just rather than you do that for a rune spell or you will do it in this instance if you, if you succeed here. So your power We'll we'll just go one at a time. Uh, Rue, what is what is your power? My power is eleven. Okay, so eleven against the fourteen. Oh, so I don't roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, you will. Everyone's going to. I'm just. Everybody has a different number here, though. Uh, okay, roll uh, roll your power, Rue. Got a forty-two. Uh, me, get forty-two is a failure. Okay. Ah, womp womp. Uh. You become very confused. Shit. Just like what? What? what all of a sudden, you, you don't know where you are. You Up, don't know down. what's going on. You're just you're just kind of wandering around. My high. Not knowing what's happening. <laughs> it's the mushrooms, bro. Time, Reese. What is your power? Yes, nineteen. Okay. Uh, so roll me a check, man. Oh, unless it's half of that because I give it to my fetch. Which you one? Go, you go. You go with your full your full power with your fetch. Okay. Okay, so 19. Give me a roll, man. I rolled a 21. Nice. Okay, so you, you know what? I think I'm actually doing this the opposite way, but that's okay. I'm going to allow you guys to do it because fuck it. I I started now. Uh, All right, you're good, man. Uh, Mark your thing for a- What thing, power? Nothing happens to you. Give yourself a power check because you can see if your power increases. Okay. 
you resist you feel something trying to like claw your mind from this thing uh but it just it doesn't doesn't happen lunar madness in the moment ah! i'm just i'm feral nothing, nothing i'm a you. feral badger right now with no mind rin what is your power <laughs> uh 16 give me a roll uh i got a 15 you're good check your power you feel again you feel this thing clawing at your mind uh but it doesn't whatever it is you're able to like your sheer rage and hatred of lunar things may it labels you to like just shake it off Des, give me a roll come with me brother <laughs> Des has a crazy high power for I whatever say, see what you're talking about this rock it has, it. has so much to say <laughs> Yeah, what, what is your power, Des? Uh, eight, uh, eighteen. Jesus, dude. All right, yeah. all right. Roll. For whatever reason, uh, yeah. I got a Tracks nine. I with an eleven fails. <laughs> good, dude. Check your power. Nothing, nothing happens to you. You're, you're, you are unfazed by this loon. Uh, Darsten seems unfazed, but often seems to wander, start Rude wandering around like ruin. Uh, <laughs> everybody also lose a magic point. Hey, but our boy Darsten fucking got it. You feel you feel something just siphoning this energy from you as well. You all lose a magic point. And now we'll go back to actions. Rue, you don't get one because you're just out there wandering around. Lost. <laughs> yeah. So all all sane people. Can I can I augment my dagger do. with my hatred for chaos? You absolutely can. Hell yeah, dude. So that takes no time. Roll for that. And then the dagger attack would be your dex plus the dagger, which I think puts you at strike rank seven. So I'm just trying to figure out what other people are doing because it's going to be a matter of deaths. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to attack it again with my axe, which will be, uh, put me at six. Six. Rin, what are you doing? Um, I want to cast mobility and attack with my hand axe. I don't know if I have enough space for that, though. So mobility is a one-point spell or a two? Uh, mobility is a two-point spell. So what is your dex? I have it as a one-point spell. Right, really? Yeah, I think it's, I think yeah. it's a one-point spell. One? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my dex is two, so that's a strike rank three. So that's three you cast that, and then the attack with your axe is probably... It's like six. So you would... Normally so it would be like would be three... Sixes. It would be so three and then nine? And then you're nine. So yeah, on nine, you'll hit with the axe. Okay. All right. And Kymrys, you are you augment, and then with the dagger, what is your dex and size strike rank? Yep. So dex is three, size is two. So that's five, <laughs> and then the dagger is uh, dagger has its own one too. Hold four. on, I gotta go to four. Dagger has four, so that's a nine. Yeah. Okay, so you go on yeah. nine. So all right, so Des is the first one to go. So it's going to be Des, Bryn, and Kymrys go at the exact same time, basically on this thing. So Des, roll your thing first and see how you do. All right. I got a ooh, uh a 24 out of 77. Okay. So that's still a regular success, but you still got him. Okay. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, cuz it was yeah. Yep. All right. Well, you I'm not watch. good at percent uh percentages, Me so neither, but that's I just remembering that Bryn <laughs> just made a special when she rolled a 14, so Fifteen points of damage. Okay. Damn. Uh, so, um, what happens, man? 
Did you? Is, is this a how do you want to do it? Did you get him? I'm not saying how do you want to do it, but he did get him. Yes. Uh, I'm not. Wow, you actually killed trade. this one, and you can take credit for it. Good job. <laughs> In front of everyone. Uh, too bad we didn't take it down together. We could have chopped and met Bitch. in the middle like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, so. Des will uh, come at it. He'll come down to the shoulder and then just kind of cleave through the uh, sure. the torso down to the hip on and the it other just, side. It dissipates as you do it. It's it's not as as solid as it looks, uh, so it's pretty easy to actually cut through it. And it's it kind of. Um, screams a really awful awful scream and just kind of dissipates becomes a red mist that kind of floats around in the air but eventually like swirls away to nothing rue you and you and often you're out of it for like a half hour holy shit i think am i like hallucinating or like you're just don't you're like you are like um do, am I like in full wolf mode right now? Am I just like growling no, people no, like run into no, a bush? No, you like, know what you're like? You're like um, Mitch McConnell, like forgetting what he's doing in the middle of this of a, of a press wow, conference. That's so much worse. And, and people are just Question. like, it's time to go home, Mitch. That's what you 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 are, Mitch McConnell, right now. Yes, Lich McConnell. Lich McConnell. <laughs> Don't dismiss. Can I just like can that. I just play my drum that I got from the spirit? Sure. Can I just sure. play my drum that I got from the oh, spirit fuck. world that like helped me like ground sure. myself? I'm Absolutely. just gonna play my drum near Rue. It's okay, Rue. We'll 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 direct you and sit you down. You're like you're, you you want to sit right here, and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Who's Rue? <laughs> I have questions. It takes a while, but eventually, eventually, um, I recognize so and only so. I'm just gonna hug if, my wolf. You're just like <laughs> my emotional support wolf. My sister. Aww. You and I are the same. I'm emotional support. <laughs> this is mine. I don't get it, but it's fine. Yeah. This makes sense. This this makes sense. Eventually though, it comes your it comes back to you and you're okay. What the fuck? Uh, but was it takes that? a while. It takes that was a very disturbing experience. Fuck. <laughs> but people are impressed. Nobody died, so that's a good thing. Nobody really got too badly hurt. Uh so it's considered by and large a good omen. Oh good. Only one of you was confused and misled. Hey, hey, me and it was this thing. It got off. But I get a drink with often my bud here. Let's drink something. You drink. You drink some mead. Yeah, you can drink some mead afterwards, and you feel better. Uh, (laughs) The next day is dedicated to Shalana Arroy. Ah. Like Nothing girl. is sacrificed that day. Nobody eats any meat. Anyone, typically, if anyone was like injured or hurt in the fighting, they'll be healed. If they died, they would be brought back to life. Uh, but none of that happened. Uh, so that's a good thing. So it's kind of just a nice chill day. Uh, there are some offerings to Shalana and people hang out. And Kymerice, I know you kind of wanted to talk to her. To Arissa. Is, is this the day? This, the day. <laughs> this is a perfect day for Real, it, man. We'll make grilled cheese sandwiches. That is the <laughs> vegetarian sandwich of the day. <laughs> it truly do be. <laughs> that has bacteria in it, which are living things. So that, that, and, the next, that and the next couple of days are kind of chill days. Uh, so sometime over the next couple of days would be a good day for that for you, if you wanted. Kind do of it on Big Shalana Oroi Day, just in case it destroys her. It destroys her at the most inopportune time. <laughs> That sounds great. You guys. Wonderful. Now so concentrate think- on all your most important rights <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> so I do want to just quickly rewind to the day before, or I think it was two days before. 
where we prayed silently to like whatever gods we chose to secret yeah. super prayers. Mm-hmm. So I did, I went off into the woods per mm-hmm. usual and I found a very quiet spot and I said a prayer. Um, basically I said a prayer reinforcing my, the taboo that I got from my battle with the, uh, the bad man, which was mm-hmm. one of them was to speak only the truth. Mm-hmm. And there's been something that I've been, there's been a truth that I have been unable to speak. So I just basically prayed for guidance and, and, and following through with my, um, oath, I guess. Yep. <clears throat> so the spot, the spot that I found was a very quiet little area, um, in the woods and the ground was covered with, you know, a thin layer of frost snow, um, and there were, you know, um, there was a large tree that was there too. Um, and it just seemed like a very quiet kind of sheltered place. It was excluded and or, or it was kind of isolated from everything else. Um, <laughs> sorry, the chat's going stupid. <laughs> now I know how literally everybody else feels whenever they try to do anything remotely serious. Sorry, guys. <laughs> So, so on this day, I guess, um, at hey, some point, Joel could uh, be licking I do find, a window right now. <laughs> dude, that was insane. It was so funny. Um, I find you, Arissa, and, uh, I, I ask, um, do you, um, will you go for a walk with me? Sure. Of course. And, uh. I just I've I've got my blanket wrapped around me because it's a little chilly. So wearing way more clothes than normal. Sorry, guys. And um, I think, uh, Arissa, we kind of walk through the town a little bit and um, we pass by that fire in the center of town. And I just kind of stand at it for a minute and I'm I'm warming up my hands near the fire and I kind of look over at you, uh, just kind of quickly glance at you and then glance back at the fire. And I say, there's a uh, there's a place that I wanted to show you that's not too far from here. Um, if you have some time. Of course. I'd love to see it. Yeah. And I just kind of he just stares at you for just a just a moment. And as the firelight kind of reflects off of your face and he smiles and uh, he leads you towards this spot in the forest. And um, it's outside of town just a little ways. It's not too far away. Um, and as we get there, everything is very quiet. The forest is, it's still, there's not a lot of sounds of birds or creatures or anything like that. All that you hear is kind of that crunch of the, of the soft snow beneath our feet as we're walking. And I take you to this spot beneath this massive pine tree. And I kind of stand there for a minute and I stop and, uh, I take the blanket off of my shoulders and I lay it on the ground and uh, I sit down and I just invite you to have a seat next to me. Yeah, she sits down. And I like to think at this point, Camrys is sitting side by side with you. He's not looking at you. He's sitting to the side of you and you're sitting on the side of him. And uh, he kind of closes his eyes and uh, he just takes a deep breath and he does that a few more times. And you swear that as he does this, you start to feel 
you start to feel the air around you almost vibrate. It's almost like it's it's moving with this energy. And it's something that's just above your level of consciousness. And uh, he opens his eyes <clears throat> and he looks at you. And he, uh, you, he gives you a nervous smile. And then he looks back away from you and you can tell he's really, he's, he's very conflicted. This is very hard for him. But finally he says, Arissa, there's something I need to tell you. Something I've wanted to tell you for so long, but that I could never find the breath to say. On my journey recently, I saw many wonderful things. And he has a flashback to this rabbit that he had dinner with and um, this, this shaman that he ran into on his journey and the, the seed that he planted with this little spirit creature thing. And he says, I saw many dark things too. And he swallows hard and his eyes stare straight ahead as he remembers those hands in the darkness caressing him. There were moments where I was cold. Hungry, tired, moments where I was scared. And he sees that entity of earth, that rotting flesh creature in front of his face. But whenever darkness came, I closed my eyes and remembered you. You have this light within you, Arissa. It burns so powerfully. Not like the sun but like a warm fire in the center of a place I call home. You are possessed of such a strength, not like a massive mountain like Carafin, but like the last wildflower blooming in a late frost, unafraid of the long cold nights to come. I have discovered so much in this time since we have traveled together, and honestly, I mostly just have more questions. But there is one thing that I am certain of. He swallows hard. No matter where this road takes me, no matter how far from home or how dangerous this journey, I want to be with you. I want to be by your side because when you are with me, I feel safe. The rivers flow calmly and unhurried. The fire feels like a warm embrace. The winds dance as if they move to a song that never ends. I guess what I'm trying to say is you are the best part of this crazy world. And I don't want to be in it without you. I love you. And he turns and he looks at you. And when that happens, <clears throat> you see fireflies. It's freezing cold. It's the middle of winter. They shouldn't be here, but they are. And there's fireflies that are dancing around. And you see, you see a little wildflower, a little blue wildflower that blooms up from the frost. And the air is just alive with magic. She is silent for a moment, just taking everything in, and you see this 
light in her eyes that you recognize when she's seeing something new and bright and beautiful. And she, you could see her try and start a sentence a couple times and nothing is coming out until she reaches into her bag and pulls out a small bundle. I was going to wait to give you this. But open it and I think you'll know my answer. Yeah, he goes to grab the bundle from you and you see his hand is just shaking. Her hands are also <laughs> shaking. Are shaking. And uh, yeah, he takes the bundle. You unravel it and inside is a blanket, a thick hand-woven blanket and as you lift it up and hold it out you see a full panorama it's a field full of beautiful orange flowers a sunset creating the perfect shadow on the background and the light of stars brings your attention to two different flowers at the front One is a beautiful baby blue, and the other is gray, and they are planted together. And she she lets she lets him take a look at that for a minute and then very quietly finally manages to get the words out. I love you, too. Yeah. He's looking at the blanket and he's taking it all in. And and you can tell that he's looking at the blanket, not like anybody else would look at a blanket, right? He's looking at this blanket for something so much deeper. His hands are feeling the cloth and thinking about how you worked to make this. It's He's just looking at it so much deeper. And then you say that and uh, he just looks at you and he, uh, he smiles and... Um, he just kind of like fluffs out the blanket and uh, just holds your hand and looks up at the stars and the fireflies. And even though she's just a little bit taller, she just kind of leans her head down on his shoulder. The Hallmark special Perfect. came early. A Christmas quilt <laughs> to share. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Okay. Perfect. Can you tell whose blanket idea came easiest? <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Great cutscene. On to the next day. <laughs> yeah, we'll that. Um, <laughs> good job, Marissa. Oh, fuck, man. You didn't cry. That's amazing. That's good. I, all I got close. She's close. She's so close. <laughs> I think I almost got her too when I was giving her the tendons, which is a very different gift, but sweet in its own way, nonetheless. <laughs> it was very sweet. I cried for Arissa and Descar's gift from you. Not yours, shit. <laughs> I mean, I like mine, but no, I didn't cry, but I liked mine. Yours is liver. <laughs> liver. Lots of liver iron. Is for, oh, is liver is for courage, man. Yeah, That's and liver also like... I could have given her the heart, but that, you know, it's too on the nose. Like, yeah, liver but, also like breaks things down in the body. I like it. I like it. Breaks down the bad stuff. 
She's brave. So um, the next day, a couple days past, the 11th day, the Lightbringers return with Morgan F, because they're now those reborn, uh, Liv and Israla and everybody no longer dress in mourning. Uh, the young girls of the Vale lead a procession throughout the whole Vale and throw flowers, and they do a dance for Voyeur, the Spring Maiden. And this is actually a uh, pretty happy day, but also a pretty relaxed day. That parade is the main part of it. And for the rest of the day, it's pretty relaxed. Uh, people spend a lot of time just visiting with friends and family, exchanging small gifts, that sort of stuff. Um, is this when Arissa can go on her blanket spree? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> I have these written down. It's very important. This is, listen, blanket quest. It, it truly... So she goes around and she'll she'll find all her friends wherever she can. Um, she'll she'll find Descara and just without any words, just holds out of a wrapped bundle very excitedly. He'll uh, he'll take it and before like unraveling it to see what it is, he'll he he will ask. He's like, oh, what, what what's this? A gift. They're a. Thank you for being my friend. He'll uh, inspect, uh, open it, inspect the the the. Now he knows it is a blanket. Uh, so it's <clears throat> large. It's discarized. <laughs> uh, and it is another hand hand done one, and it is a scene of the forest on the outskirts, and the moon shines down on a uh, large shadow of a bear in the forest. Um, but it also a specific beam highlights this tree where you can see a large cat lurking from on top of the tree nice. looking down. Uh, for a moment, I thought it was going to be the beam illuminates <laughs> thought, a wasp's I, nest I, I <laughs> hanging in this tree. Exactly I, I was like, it's also a Christmas troll. I love I it. Wanted to I wanted the cat to be involved. I love the cat. <laughs> The uh, stealing the show, <laughs> he will uh inspect it and uh noticing all the little things and just say it's just like oh, it's like is this supposed to be Nightclaw pointing to the to the cat in the tree? That's what I was going for. I know he Nightclaw's not the easiest model to get to stand still and take in the details <laughs> of I don't know how they feel about me but I try <laughs> I'm sure he's fond of you in his own way I'll take indifferent <laughs> at best for a cat like you as long as he doesn't hate me I'm cool with it <laughs> oh shit no Nightclaw is despite his demeanor when he's out and about he still uh, <laughs> I love the image of of one of the lunars at the slaughter just like crawling across the ground reaching for his sword and Nightclaw just standing like, there watching bah. him and then just, just pushing it off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> that was last session. It was so funny. <clears throat> uh, he will take take the blanket and thank you, Arissa. Um, 
I'm sad to say I haven't I haven't thought of uh, been able to get any gifts for any of you. I've been beating the clan is a good reason. Yeah, to not it, have she's gifts. like you <laughs> out in the woods too much. You did it. Beating to. the clans, dear you have, embryo. Really, you've provided so much for everyone, not just for the clan as a whole, but whenever the group of us go out, you're you're always providing, whether by hunting or being a voice of reason. Thank you. She'll give him a hug, and then she'll run off and figure out which of her friends she can find next, and. She'll, um, she knows generally where to find Rue and knows that Bryn is probably never too far off. Uh, so I don't know if it's up to y'all whether she finds them together or separately. Rue's gonna be alone this time. Okay. So she'll, she'll <laughs> find, she'll find, uh, he's, where is he? He's in his house and he's cooking, like, a lot of things. And he looks very relieved when you show up and he's like, oh, Marissa, I need you to tell me what these things are missing. <laughs> what? Wait, what are... What's what missing? This is perfect. I'm trying. I don't know what I'm going to make for Bryn's grandmother when we have dinner. So I've been doing test dishes and I think it's missing like a, a herb or a spice or something. And could you just tell me what you think? Yeah. <laughs> help him, like figure out spices and herbs and recommend some. Be like, oh, you know what? I have some of this. I can give you some. I have, a you know, and then, she, then like she'll get through that all and then just Oh, wait, I came here to give you something. And then she pulls a wrapped package out of her bag. Oh, Marissa, you didn't have to do that, but thank you. I wanted to. He will open it up. Uh, and it is a a, lo- a blanket where, where a lot of the others had, the, the first two had their scenes portrait. Uh, it's in landscape. And it is a portrait of Syl leaping over a mountain with the moon shining on her fur. Uh, she looks like she's just completed a successful hunt. There's a little bit of blood dripping from her mod. She looks pleased. And you can faintly see in the background what appears to be a human leg. A severed <laughs> human leg. Oh my gosh. She has the a right leg. He has a good chuckle at that. He's like, this is incredible. How did you do this? A lot of work. I've spent a lot of winter time in the loom house. Wow, the dyes and the. Your mom this helped a lot. Forever. Your mom helped with a lot of the dyes and stuff. I love it. Thank you. Syl is going to love this so much. I hope so. Also, dinner with Bryn's grandma? Okay, I don't know for sure that it's happening yet, but I feel like what's about to happen technically counts as us all going to war together. So I think I have won a bet on a technicality. <laughs> this is why we're friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, make a quick stop and then I'll come back and bring you all those herbs. Thank you so much. And then she'll give him a hug and then she'll go run off to find Bryn. <laughs> He will give you some food to take with you, like also, like she you take gladly, this home. There's, yep. there's some, there's some vegetable dishes. <laughs> she will gladly take food home. Um, and I don't, uh, I don't know where does she Bryn's, find Bryn. Bryn's probably um where she used to find her when they were young. Bryn's probably out in the field. She's done a lot of riding with Ord lately. 
Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so she would know that's probably like a good spot to look for her. She'll see her on top of war and just wave. Bryn! Carissa! I I come bearing a gift! And she just pulls it out of her bag. I didn't get you anything! You didn't need to! She'll open it, like, right away. So, at first, when you look at it, it's hard to tell what it is, because it's, like, all these different colors and stuff, and she's like, hold on, hold on. And she'll, she'll, um, she'll take it, and she'll go up towards Ort, and just, like, tuck one corner of it into his saddle, and then hold the other part at herself, and she's like, take a couple steps back. As soon as Bryn steps back, she's, it's one of those things where you can't see it right up close, but at a distance you can see it. It is a, it's similar to Ruse, it's landscape, it's a what appears to be a large battlefield but with a large version of Vinga overseeing it giving commanding orders and it looks like her side is winning oh my god it's perfect <laughs> but like a battlescape on a quilt this is incredible <laughs> holy, <laughs> crap. A quilt. holy crap hell yeah war quilt <laughs> Stitched with the very tendons that Rue gave her. <laughs> hey, you can use those for all kinds of things, man. Be little. This must have taken you forever. I spent a lot of time in the loom house. I appreciate these little blood splatters. I got you. I I had a feeling you would notice. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Arissa. You're welcome. Just a little gift. Show my appreciation. Wrap herself up in her blanket. It's a big blanket for Yeah. Like ever like Discaras is the biggest, but then everyone else's is like like a pretty good size blanket. Yes. Yes. Which is great because we can never get so out of this. So (laughs) (laughs) like this is mine, yeah. She's like, does it circle? Nest. (laughs) It's a picture of me. Yeah. This means it's mine, right? He's like, damn, I look good. <laughs> so, damn, I'm cute. Rue. Thank you. Arissa's left, and you're working on some recipes. And you hear a, um, there's a knock at your door. If it's Bryn, I'm going to be in trouble. Mmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just going to push stuff. Like back on a table and then he will go over and answer the door it's Gordongar. oh shit he's just gonna really good in here uh are you hungry i mean i've been feasting all day but this i I wouldn't say no come in comes in looks around i'm just practicing a few Dishes for the holidays. <laughs> okay. Good. Thank you. I I had help. Hmm. You uh take a walk with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you walk out, and it's like um I pictured this like Marissa. When do you think you would you would gone there? The time of day. Uh, she probably would have done it. Arissa tends to do more earlier in the day, so maybe like midday-ish. Okay, so this is midday-ish. Uh, very chill day in the Vale. People are going and visiting family. Not much is going on. So Gordon goes like, just um, 
I like to get away from everyone. Everyone wants to come see me. You know how it is. It's a little too peopley. So let's hit the woods. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It's kind of like the woods. eating. There's time where he's like a honey badger just digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> just, where did all these holes come from? <laughs> Time so Reese is like, I learned this wisdom from a rabbit. <laughs> like, what's I've been, uh, what the I've been thinking about our last conversation. And I understand that you've been talking to some other people. Yeah, I thought that might get out. Morgan F. talked to me. Not in a bad way. Damn. The last person I thought way. would spill the beans. Not in a bad way. She told me you had some very good ideas and I should listen. And I listened to Morganeth. And then even Caledon said the same thing. So, I mean, sometimes I listen to him. I know you do. Idiot. Whatever it is, he thinks it's wonderful. So let me hear it. I don't like this plan. I hate it but I think it will work I'll just alright I'll just tell it to you straight there's a spot about three quarters of a mile up the deer run that we can dam close to Hantrell's bridge right underneath it and it will take the cooperation of the spirits the dough run earth goddesses it'll, it'll take everything we have to do but if we can dam the river up there at that spot it will hold a lot of water enough water to flood the veil if it were to blow at once enough water to kill hundreds of lunars if they dare set foot here and it will destroy everything else but this will still be our home. And we can rebuild. We can come back. We've but done we're it before. We're going to have to fight them. Because they're not just going to come into the veil. Yes. If we, we'll have to, we have to move out all of the non-combatants first. Uh, in small groups, over several weeks, we have to move supplies with them. And the people who stay behind, they all have to be a part of this. They have to be warriors, fast warriors, warriors who can clear the floodplain after we give the signal very, very quickly. Um, we need our shamans and our priests, the spirits, smiths, craftsmen, everyone who can contribute. They'll have to be a force that's large enough to look reasonable to the lunars to meet them at the mouth of the veil. And to draw them further into the blood into the floodplain, and to fight them long enough for the folks up there to blow the dam, and then it will be up to them to get out. And they'll have to cover their retreat. And I know, I know, not everyone will make it, but our people could. And There's only one thing you're not thinking of. Tell me. And as she says that, you hear the clapping of hoofs. And the royal walks out of the woods. 
and like joins your conversation. Royal is okay. a big, big, huge deer with like like a twenty point rack. Uh, Rowan's and- a little more comfortable around the royal than he was, say, at the beginning of the campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an Iowa deer right there, and the royal just looks right at you and uh, says, um, "The black stag." Is the Haraborn, but the Black Stag is also the Vale. Then Gordagar says, I like your plan, Rue. And we're going to go with it. We're just going to add one part. We're going to change two things. The first is, I will lead the force that does the fighting action. The second part is you, when the time comes, will get the stag spirit because the royal will carry it. Because the stag spirit is separate from the royal. I think I have to point this out now. The royal is like the incarnation of the black stag. The black stag spirit actually technically resides in the sacred ash tree that has the big deer skull hanging from it. Oh, shit. And the royal is going to go carry it out and I'm going to cover him. <laughs> so that day you and these other people that have marked this dragon marked by this dragon for some reason destroy the tree and the stag will carry the spirit. Right. The last time we left the stag didn't come with us. But we had no enemies to lead the Vale in their hand. Everyone was dead, killed by dragons. That won't be the case this time. I had another thought about that. What's that? I'm going to talk to the Telmori in the mountains about watching <laughs> the Vale. Uh. I mean, I know, I know how it went last time. I do, but I hope I've proved that we don't have to be our ancestors. If anyone's going to listen to you, they'll, thus, they'll listen to one of you over any out of us. So I'll give you my blessing on that. They can also give us early warning. When the lunars are spotted, they won't be able to tell a wolf howl from a Telmari howl, but I can. Okay. Okay. I'll trust you with the future of the clan, Rue. I love my home. I know you do. I do too. I do too. You remember when... um. <laughs> Seems like a really long time ago, but just in the spring, we sacrificed Longbellow, the cow. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Before that, he had all the food he could want. His pick of the cows, except for the scars. But he had the best of everything, right? the same thing for a chieftain or a king. 
when times are good, you get the best of everything. I've had the best clear wine. I've had the best cuts of meat. What? <laughs> he won't say that now. <laughs> when times are bad, you have to get the bitterest drafts and the heaviest burden. So what a chief does. It's what a leader does. It stands between the gods and his people. So I trust you with our future. I will not falter. I don't think you will. Look at the royal again and just give him a nod. And it gets that like... (laughs) Kind of like Wolf thing. and Stag team up. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have some more of that meat. Uh, yeah. All right. It's pretty good. My drink's empty. <laughs> you head back. And okay. um, the next day. Fuck, this is happening. The next day is dedicated to Lankarmai, the Grey Sage. And it's in a lot of ways, it's one of the best, the most important parts of um, of holy uh, sacred time because this is when the omens are read. And the omens are bad. And the mood in the Val is pretty grim. And... They haven't even heard about the flood yet. (laughs) That night, everybody's still kind of gathered, gathered around this great fire. And um, Gordagar steps forward. Everybody's got plenty of drink. He makes sure of it. There's plenty of food. And Gordagar steps forward. And I have to pull this up here. Oh, shit. Speech. And he says, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters. My blood and my kin. Five centuries ago, our ancestors were a people besieged. Like a man standing on a hill and watching floodwaters rise all around him, they saw everything around him being washed away by lies and poisons of the emperors of warm friends. They watched the old ways die and they could not fight this flood. They couldn't hold it back. If they stayed too long, they would drown. So, it was Tarangor, son of Kostra, one of our ancestors. He stood here, right here, and he said to all of them, it is time for us to leave. And everyone's like, oh, 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 this gasp. It is time for us to leave. And everybody again murmurs. Some of our forefathers fought at Grizzly Peak. Many of us fought at Bold Home. Many of us lost people we loved in these rebellions. They don't have their fathers here because they died trying to win back our freedom. And I have a man who would call himself our king on the throne in Clearwine who will do nothing to prevent us from being enslaved at best or fed to the bat at worst. 
And to that I say, there's always another way. Everyone kind of starts to... <sighs> to that I say, violence is always an option. Now everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Pounding yeah, tables and stuff. <laughs> Pounding tables. We will leave. We will melt away. We will get the people who cannot fight to safety. But we will not give up our land without their lives and their blood. This, I swear to you, is your chief. And everyone's like, <laughs> I think that's where we're going to end. Fuck yeah. damn. Yeah. To the greatest session of RuneQuest we've ever played. <laughs> I think so. Fuck. I'm souped for the finale, guys. Ugh. Ooh, carrying the whiter out shit. Ru was like, fuck, Bryn really wants to be on that battlefield. <laughs> Dude, it is so amazing that Kaim Reese was like, yo, we need boats. Like when I messaged Christian ago. with my idea, the first thing that me and Christian were, we were both literally like, oh my God. The boat. <laughs> like, and I told Jess, and Jess was like, oh my God, the boat. The that was the first thing I sent to you. Yeah. I literally, I created this thing subconsciously, it, and it just. You so I many pieces fell together in this planet was crazy. Like, so many things calling back from different parts of this campaign. It's oh, crazy. yeah, dude. It's yeah, that was awesome, guys. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. That was a great session. Oof, man. So, uh, Sarah's face when I first said the plan, though, I was like watching it. Sarah was like, shook. <laughs> she was like, we're going to what? <laughs> I, I make a lot of these faces. fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. If you just listen to us on the podcast, you don't realize how much of a Muppet I am when you see my face. <laughs> I'm with you, Sarah. I make a lot of facial expressions, too. I get yeah. you. Yeah. They're mostly those of shame and disgust whenever I speak. <laughs> no, stop. No, no he's right. <laughs> no, no, he's right. <laughs> it was one of our most wholesome sessions, too, though. It was very sweet. We finally made it happen, T-Roy! I dropped some things in there that I was surprised about. Before I was like, nah, we're just going to be alone because you're going to be practicing cooking for that dinner. I thought I saw Jess about to be like that she was, she had an idea for them being together. Now I don't know what it was going to be. Ah, foiled. Okay. I like, um, I like Bryn. She's, she's, she's riding a lot right now. Especially after the, seeing the weirdos got together. Yeah, I know you guys actually said it. You guys said the words. They, they said the L word. They, they did said it. The word. Okay. Buddy's hooking up without us. <laughs> <laughs> Descara is over here just surrounded by a Harlem. <laughs> a Harlem? Yeah, a Harlem. Harlem. A harem. Whatever. Oh, Harlem. Harlem. Like a Harlem. No, he's surrounded by the Harlem. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> 15,001 cow. Yeah, it all comes yes. back. Wow. 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 That's more cow. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so next session actually will not be the finale. We're doing a holiday special. 
yep. uh, which Rainey is running because I, I do need a little break and I need a little extra time to prepare all the brilliance that my players came up with. Uh, so next session will be the DMs After Dark holiday special where we're going to do a parody of like Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, it's just going to be pretty cool. I'm actually really excited about it. Uh, and then that session after that will be the six season finale. And then there will probably be, I think, one more session that's just like an epilogue session uh, for, for it, which is really it's the first session of company of the dragon, but I think it works better as the ending of six seasons personally. Uh, so we're going to do that. Um, I don't know. That's all I have. Sarah. I'm kind of like amazed at how uh, awesome that guys. session was. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Little, it needs more time to little, plan uh, for me uh, taking everything totally off script. <laughs> we're going to do a little something fine. special too, for the holidays uh, episode. That's correct. Yep. Yes. Yes. We will discuss that though next. So, time. be viewers. That's all we need to say. Be viewers. I was going to say, I don't know what the special thing we're doing is. So, now I'm worried. Oh, no. You know what it is. Uh, so, uh, I think the 29th Ras Fox. Yeah. Um, I think so. Uh, we'll be, we'll talk because it kind of depends on people are traveling on the holidays and stuff. So, probably, but we'll, we'll probably. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, Cantonize finale for uh tangled blessings just dropped today this is the end conclusion of our um two four years at uh a dark yeah, academy I, just, I listened to the character creation but i haven't listened to the rest i but i really need to because it was like i heard such good things about it yeah so. i mean the game blew us away i mm -hmm. also think that the ending was not what i thought it was going to be at all like the direction of this game it just was not it it in for in a good way like hell yeah i actually jess i have to i have to text you something that i uh i thought of afterwards that would resonate with your character in tangled blessings spoilers it's real sad <laughs> oh man oh jeez. okay yeah but yeah so that's out today <laughs> Go get a listen if you want to be sad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but let's 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 wrap this show up. Uh thank you everyone so much for joining us on the wildest most heart pounding yet wholesome episode of DMs After Dark. Um if you enjoy us here and you want to keep up with us and get notified when we go live on Twitch, you can hit the follow button. All you need is a Twitch account. That part's free. If you want to give us money, which you do not have to do, you can subscribe for $5 a month and you will get a happy little subscriber badge as well as uh, two little emotes. One of them being the Detective 20. So you can use our homeboy favorite man on the planet other than you kind Cordelius on every single Twitch channel you want to go visit and spread the Detector 20 love. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime and you have Amazon Prime hooked up to your Twitch account, you can give a five of Jeff Bezos' dollars and you get the same benefits, but Way it's better. Jeff Bezos' money instead. Yes. You can and follow... really, he doesn't need any more than he has. He really That's right. Skim some from like the horde. stealing from a dragon's horde. That's right. Only literally he has more. So, right. Yes, more than more any than fictitious dragon ever uh, described in the history of fiction. Uh, if you missed uh, the first part of the session and you want to catch up, the VOD will be up on our YouTube channel on Monday. Uh, so you'll be able to watch all our Muppety faces as uh, Rude drops, drops the rock down. Um, 
You can follow us on all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky. We are on Blue Sky now. If you just search for DMs After Dark, that'll be us. Um, you'll recognize the Detective 20 logo uh, and all the good shit. Um, someone, and my like, astounding haircut. Within like three days of us being on Blue Sky, someone already tweeted the Crimson Bat at us. I'm like, you little fuckers. Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> amazing. Yes, I fucking love them. So also off, off, off one of our listeners who like messages on Facebook for a while is actually getting a 3D printed 100 millimeter bat that he's going to try to like get a mini of like the Red Goddess to put on and paint. And I was like, you better send me pictures of this thing when you see it. That Make sounds it. fantastic. I, yes, I need to see that. Uh, and then, of course, you can follow us on all the podcast apps under DMs After Dark. That holds this series, all of our mini series, podcast exclusives, all that good shit. Um, you can email us at dmsafterdark at gmail.com. Emails have been fucking wild and fantastic, and I love it. Um, and as we said at the start of the stream, start of the stream. Guys, I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> so many of you had us in, like, your top percentages in Spotify for podcasts, which is fucking wild. We were the top podcast this year for 19 people. What? Like, that's how many you, people we average. We love you. Yeah, that's more people than we average. people have stream. never liked me ever in, in the history of my life. I was like, that's more than us. So, like, yeah. there are people yeah, out there. It's definitely not us. Yeah, it's so definitely like, not us. You like us. You really, really like us. And that's so fucking amazing. And we really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, Do tell us what condiments we and your favorite NPCs are. I am yes. actually interested. Yes, in this. <laughs> literally email us. That would what be amazing. Condiments are we? Yeah, I, I know. Whether I'm it's us as people, your favorite characters of ours, favorite NPCs, <laughs> just associate condiments to anything related to anything. our streams. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we all I need to know this I is vital information. Send it to us on whatever social media. Um, <laughs> please. This is hilarious. Time Reese's Elmer's non-toxic glue. It's not a condiment, but you can eat it. <laughs> but it's Time Reese's. It's not a condiment, but you can eat it. <laughs> uh, that's why Arissa is aloe vera. Uh, <laughs> Ketamine. <laughs> Just Orijo. <laughs> you can put it on a cracker. My mind. Have a good night, everyone. Uh, and until next time, uh, what blanket would you make your favorite people? And then maybe make it for them. Blankets or buy nice. one for them if you're not crafty, you know. Yeah, give blankets. blankets. Blanket give, give your friend a butchered animal. Blanket your Thanks friends all. with love. Good night. Aww. Good night, everyone. Aww. Good night, everyone. Bye.